0: Welcome to the captain's run with the great Cameron Smith. Now, make sure to subscribe to the captain's run on Apple and Spotify. In case you can't get it all now, you can listen to it anytime, stop and pause whenever you want, and come back to the, the captain's run. Also, download the SEN app on the App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, you know, basically, everywhere you can get captain's run, go and subscribe. That's what I reckon. But Smithy, mate, you know what? You look like you got a bit of pep in your step today. <laughs> you got a bit of pep in your step because. Rumor on the grapevine is yes that you had a bit of a hit yesterday on the golf oh, course.
1: Oh yes, we had the uh, we had the Sen Golf Day up in uh, Queensland, so we're just celebrating uh, some partners of SenQ, um, some potential sponsors of the uh, the radio station, which was great. It was a, it was a fun day. Ian mm. Healy was there, Gary Belcher, mm. um, Scotty Sattler, um, just to name a few, um, and and some uh, great partners of of Sen and SenQ. Um, and we had a great day, a nice sunny day. Of course, it was a little bit wet, but, um, yeah, our team did okay. How'd you hit them, bro? Okay. Was it, were uh, you rusty? Were you rusty at yeah, the game? well, I hadn't had a game for a while. i have been a little bit busy of late, which is upsetting. I, I love my golf, but um, I got onto a couple. I got onto a couple. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cuz the word is that you, you had a bit about you on the golf course. That's the word. That's the word, mate. I'm just
1: I'm just passing the message on, mate. <laughs> right, there's been some inside information here. i got a hold of a couple. Like the, the the normal golf day that you have, like the corporate golf day, there's nearest to the pin, longest drive and obviously overall winners. Yeah. Um I got lucky on a couple of Yeah. couple of uh tee shots. I
0: have this I have this incredible imagination, Smithy, Yeah. That It was – you were on the golf course. Everyone was watching. And as you went to a long drive, you yelled, I'm the real Cam Smith.
1: (laughs) Did that happen? That did not (laughs) happen. That did not happen. (laughs) Although there was some gallery uh, forming because I think word got around that that, – Cam Smith was there playing golf. Oh. I think they thought, "Oh mate, the British Open winner, he's here. He's here. It's re- just little old me, the real golfer, the real Cam Smith golfer. He's here." But no, it was just they, they seen the le- the old league player. and They went, "Oh mate," they just went back to the
0: clubhouse. <laughs> oh, I just bloody Cam Smith. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Um, mate, no, it was a good day, good? mate. It was a good how day. Good? Uh, well, absolutely huge week in rugby league. Uh, As we all know, now call in 1300-01-1170. We would love to hear your thoughts on all of the topics we're about to speak about. Or text 0457-736-736 and we will answer your text messages. Bit on this week. Oh, mate. Holy. (laughs) Um, So we'll get to the biggest news. The biggest news of the week has been seven Manly players have chosen to stand down this week uh, due to religious reasons. Manly have uh, decided to release... A uh, a pride jersey, which is celebrating LGBT plus, and uh, I think it's also QIA plus, mm-hmm. uh, celebrating yeah, pride basically and, and inclusivity. Uh, these seven players have chosen to stand down as it's against their religious beliefs. We well, that we think that's why they stand down. We actually haven't heard a quote from them yet. Yeah, um, but that's just an assumption. Now. You know, it's, it's been a massive, massive fallout. But I just want to think as a, you know, you're obviously a stalwart of the game. You've been a captain at a club. So there's many different angles you could see this. And you, now you're a fan of the game. But mm. what are your thoughts on the whole situation, mate?
1: Oh, I just think it's unfortunate really for everyone involved. Um, yeah, the, the, the seven choosing to uh, not take part in, in the game tonight. I, I think it's unfortunate for the players that do have to go out and play tonight because you've got to remember this is a huge, from, from, a, from a league point of view, um, and and in, in the context of Manly season, this is a huge game for them. It's it's eight v nine. Yeah. Um. So you know the the guys that still have to go out and play uh, tonight, they're they're up against it now against the, a very good rooster side who has found some form. Um. But yeah, I, I look at it and just go, I, I, it, yeah, I just wish it would have been handled much better than than what it's than what it's been done. Mm. Uh, I just think it, it could have been done so much better. Um. Yeah. If the players were informed a lot earlier than what they had been, like it was only they were in, only informed, we're led to believe only a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, so, and these type of things can be like the, these one-off jerseys, and I've been a part of a few of these one-off jerseys um, when I was playing with the Melbourne Storm. Like we, we were consulted mm. um, as a playing group about uh, a jersey, and, and sometimes players were involved in the design. Mm. Um, you know, so we, we were sort of given. Um, sort of fair warning that there was a one-off jersey coming up Um, and if there was any sort of uh, objections if if there was any um, you know you you could you could talk about them at an early stage Um, and from that point of view too like when there's a one-off jersey that jersey needs to be presented to the NRL Mm. to be ticked off as well so the NRL have known about this for quite some time. Mm. Like they have to okay, they, they own the rights to every club jersey in mm-hmm. the competition mm-hmm. because they're playing in their competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they have to give the their tick of approval sometime ahead of tonight's game. Yep. Um, so there's been a lack of communication. Um, it's just unfortunate now that we're we're having players, you know, stepping down because of a, a certain jersey from you know, from my point of view, you know, like would I would I wear it? Yeah, I would, but you know, I don't I don't share the same religious views as, as these other guys. So, Mm. and, and to then comment on whether they should be wearing it. I think that's unfair as well, because you Mm. just, you you don't know what their beliefs are and and how they come to that decision. And, and, um, you know, what, what they, what they truly believe. So if that's what it is, it is. Mm. And I think we just, we all need to move on. I think the lesson learned from everyone is that this, this really needed to be handled better and, and, I think the players needed an opportunity to to see and speak about this jersey much earlier than what they have.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I uh, I think that you know even like little things like my own personal experience and this is just curiosity, but like you know the indigenous jerseys, I want to know what like what's on the jersey, what, yeah. like what's it about? Out of curiosity, out of curiosity, like mm. what's it about? Tell me about you know is it a tell a story? Yeah, and I know that's a different kind of angle, but it's in the same vein of like just I just want to know about mm. the jersey. Mm. Um, so I do think that it would have been much more preferential for them to be just you know, talk to, and maybe it would have changed their mind. Maybe it wouldn't have. We, we don't know. Mm. Um, but it's, I think it, you know, it helps. It would have helped the situation. I will say the positive for this community is we're having this discussion. You yeah. Know, it, it had to have been had eventually. Mm. And we're kind of ripping the Band-Aid off in not the best way, but at least now the discussion is in the atmosphere. You know, for example, I think um, Trent Robinson has come out quite strongly for the community. I think Landy's has come out and said that he's considering even a, a pride round. Mm. And so, again, it's very easy for me to say as a straight guy that doesn't have to deal with any of this stuff. Mm. But the positive is we're talking about it. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we take a step further towards uh, a good thing for that community next year.
1: Yeah. So oh, I, I, I'd... I don't know why Ian Roberts hasn't been put in front of the playing group.
0: Well, apparently, so apparently they <laughs> to, reached
1: to speak to them.
0: Yeah, so they reached out to him, and and he and he said he was keen. But then I think that just was nothing it. happened. Just it was just wasn't followed through. That's I mean that's what I've read with his quotes or whatever. Okay. Which is it's just strange because he's the perfect guy to do oh, it. He's
1: perfect. perfect.
0: He, he could educate. He's them. the
1: link between exactly. He's the only
0: everything? Is the only one that's come out publicly? Yep. Only uh, person if, of that community that's come out publicly in rugby league. Yep. Which is you know statistically almost impossible. So mm. clearly there would be other players that would you know would like to, I'd assume, but just mm. don't feel comfortable to. So it would be yeah. perfect for Roberts to come in front of that playing group and.
1: Well, why wouldn't you? Like it's uh, uh, that's what I mean. Like he's the perfect advocate for um, you know the gay and trans community. Mm. Yeah, you know, and he's represented manly. Mm. He's a former Manly player. Yeah. He's a great of the football club. Why yeah. not have him in front of the the playing group just to explain to them about you know the reasons behind the jersey and mm. and and why they would wear that mm. um that jersey. And and you know what let's not presume that that would change the mind of these 7 players. No, it's not okay? At all. It it probably wouldn't. Mm. If it's if it's because of um you know religious beliefs then it probably wouldn't. Mm. But at least they'd had, had the opportunity to sit down and have have a greater understanding of why the jersey was produced and why the Manly side mm. would wear it or why the Manly club would ask the players to wear it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think it just could have been handled way better. No. And, and the, unfor- the unfortunate thing about this, Kempi is now it's it's almost hijacked. This is women in league round. I know. I know. The NRL is ce- celebrating women in league round. Now, everyone that's played rugby league or is a part of our game has some significant woman... Female, mother, sister, wife, mm. daughter involved in our great game, mm. whether it be through administration, um, officials, volunteers, mainly volunteers, because mm. you got so many mums, um, you know, grandmothers, sisters, aunties working at you know, particularly at grassroots level, mm. helping our you know our future stars come through yeah. to become NRL players. Mm. Um, involved in our game and that's what we're meant to be celebrating and i think that's just been forgotten unfortunately yeah so big shout out it's women in league round this weekend mm-hmm. in nRL hopefully we see some you know great jerseys out there celebrating the great women in, in involved in rugby league um so we thank you to all the all the females women um, girls out there there's girls playing rugby league there's women playing rugby league that was gonna that's what's gonna ask so you. let's let's celebrate let's make sure we celebrate um you know the great women in our game
0: with the games that you've watched of Women's Rugby League, who has stood out to you as a, as a woman player that's uh, on women in league round, favourite oh, female player?
1: Wow. Um, there's been so many. I think of recent time Emma Tonegado. She a is a gun. Yes. How absolutely. good is she? She's,
0: I think she's a dual international. So she yeah, won, dual, an, yeah. won an Olympic medal for mm. in Australia in the Olympics. Yep. And I think she also got an Order of Australia for winning that medal.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And then come to Rugby League and she's absolutely killing it. I think she got equal M.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, with Millie Boyle. Yeah, yeah, who is also, I think, a dual international. I think she played um, rugby for Australia, the women's rugby. Oh, really? Yeah. Far out. Yeah, 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 guns. yeah. No
0: guns. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the women's game. I mean, it's coming so far. I, I, the women's origin is just getting better each year. I think next year there's two games, which I think we should just go on to three. Two is very.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, no, we've spoken about that. Yeah, we think like, like, <laughs> it's a bit
0: weird. A bit weird. Yeah. Um. But in saying that, an extra game, I'm, I'll definitely be watching it, and I'll. Def- I'm definitely excited about it. So, yep. um. Yeah, massive shout out to all the women in rugby league because a lot of these footy players, including myself, wouldn't have played NRL without your support. Um, now on to other big uh, you know, big talking points. Uh the the bunker call on Sunday afternoon. Speak oh, to me, Smithy. No. What is going? On? I was
1: watching this game in my lounge room and just I was sitting there just going, "No. No. Just full-time whistle, please. Please." I just, the confusing thing was, one, I, I didn't realize you could have a captain's challenge mm-hmm. off re, a restart without, without even a whistle being blown. Like he just, they ran up to him and said, mate, we want to challenge that. Yeah. Like we got, we, one of our blokes got knocked over, we want to challenge. And then, and then they, they allowed it. It's bizarre. Has is that, is that been clarified? Is that a rule? Like so I, basically, I'm not aware of
0: this. There's a, apparently there's a short whistle and a full-time whistle. A so, short whistle. A sl- <laughs> oh, short whistle. so it's just
1: like <whistles> stop a play. Yeah, that, that one. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, righto. No. And so yeah, apparently, I yep. apparently, now uh, there's. Some, I didn't hear it. I I, I heard it, but <laughs> what I'm not understanding is <laughs> it might have uh, been from the stands. Yeah, yeah, it's some, a Cowboys fan. Guy, just finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, uh, this is what Graham Annersley said after: is that that short whistle is a stoppage in the game. Yep. And he is. No, I, I'm, I agree with that. Yep. But he's, he's made, the, the I guess, the point that you don't necessarily have to challenge a call, but you can challenge at any stoppage in the game, which I am not sure that has been the case in the past. I feel like there has been other times where people have gone up to challenge and he's and they've said, nah, you can't challenge because of whatever certain reason. reasons. Yep. Um, you know, for example, does that mean if someone gets HIA, mm. you're allowed to challenge something? Does that mean if a ball kicks on the field, you're allowed to challenge something? Like any stoppage. Wow. A ball goes out, challenge. Like I, I used to, I, I thought you had to be a challenging a specific call. Yeah. And then on top of all that, James Tarmow, how come he wasn't allowed to challenge the call from the bunker with the obstruction?
1: Because
0: mm. he came up and said, challenge, challenge. And he said, no, you can't challenge it. Yeah. So what I'm understanding is that's a stoppage in play and he's challenging a call. Yeah. And he would have actually, if they had it challenged it, yep. Valentine Holmes was offside. Yep. From the kick. So he actually would have got the – it would have been correct. They would have won the game. Mm. I mean, if they had have noticed it. They did notice it in the first replay. Yep. Um, So at every level, it's just it, – we do we love it in rugby league. We try to make things more simple. It has made things more complicated. I am very confused as to what the Calpton Challenge system is now.
1: Yeah. So am I. Don't know what's going on. Scrap it.
0: You know what? <sighs> oh,
1: I've said it. I've said it before. Scrap it.
0: It's it's so serious. I'm seriously getting there with you, Smithy. I get
1: it. I get it. It's it's like builds a bit of intrigue and a bit of interest. Oh, there's a challenge. What's it going to be? Get rid of it. What I don't get is like we were trying to make the game faster, but I feel like the captain's challenges like the game is slower than it was a couple. Of yeah, years well, ago. for starters, like blo- like the players, they're, they're onto it now. Mm. They they know that um, if they want to challenge something that's hasn't been seen or let go, like we've seen, like with the Ben Hunt thing. Mm. Um we've seen other instances where I think it was a, a Titans game where they knew that the referee got a call wrong or missed a call. Mm. So they just they come running from like 20 meters away to get involved in a tackle and just lay in the tackle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they just it may, it's a 10 second tackle which mm. takes off, you know, let's just say it it should have been a 4 second tackle. So there he goes 6 seconds mm. of the game. Mm. Then then the referee blows a penalty against the defender laying in the tackle and then he stands up and says challenge. And then they got to go look back at oh we want to go look back at that play back then thirty mm. seconds ago yeah so Crazy. I agree with you yeah like it's anyway oh, I thought it was, it's it's a it's a thing that we introduced like it's it's almost like a little gimmick mm. like oh this will be fun yeah captains challenge this will be fun I don't know rugby league add a bit of intrigue a bit of interest <laughs> we'll like, find a it. way get rid of it well <laughs> and they have yeah. coaches and coaches and players have found a way now to manipulate it and they're not breaking the rules yeah they're they not. are playing within the rules that the NRL have <laughs> gave them but it's now changed our game. Yeah, absolutely. It's not as easy as just going, "Oh mate, if you see something, grab a yeah. like just it yell it, out." Captain, exactly. no, that's not you got to
0: stop the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and like you're right, like before it was when you actively saw something that you truly believed was the wrong call, mm. that was what it was used for. Mm. Now it's being tactically used. Like for yeah. example, the game it's it's 5 minutes to go, you're up by 5 You've got a captain's challenge left. They just captain challenge to slow the game down so that they win. You know what yeah. I mean? So they get set. They're yeah. fatigued. Like, it's being used tactically. For other reasons. Um, anyway, we're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in one one 1170 or give us a text 0457-736-736 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to subscribe to the Captain's Run on Apple and Spotify. Just head over there, type in the Captain's Run and subscribe and you can listen to us anytime. Also, give at SEN League a follow. A brand-new SEN League pays for all things rugby league, whether it comes to stats, man of the match, all the good insights, all the news on at SEN League. But we have Sati
2: from Melbourne. You there? Yeah, mate. How you going? Hey, Sati. How you going,
1: Cam? How you going? Um, Kevin, you guys good? Going good, mate. What do you got for us today? Um, uh, the
2: question is for um, actually both of you, but, but mainly to um, uh uh, Cam Smith. Um, Cam, I'm, I'm obviously a, a Melbourne boy, a mm. Melbourne supporter. Um, and it's pulling on the half-string, seeing Broncos on top of us on the ladder. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go! There, there is, I know. Yeah, Denham must be really happy. But, but Cameron, um, um, the question is, um, you know, obviously we've lost four in a row. Mm. Um, and um, if you are still playing, what would you be saying to the lads right now to get us up? Because I honestly still believe that we could make the GF. Yeah. Um, I don't care what everyone else says, but yeah. I reckon we're still like it, And yeah. um and I'd love to shut everybody up if we do win it. I think it'll be a great story. But yeah, if you're still playing and if you're still um captain of the club, what'd you say?
1: Well, Sadi, I I'm with you. I still think that there's plenty left in this storm side and, and they have not been playing anywhere near their um capabilities over the last month. Let's let's put that out there. they're not they're not playing that great. They're not playing awful either, to be honest. Like, there's plenty of effort in their football. Um, it's just they're just not executing their game plan at the moment all that well. And if particularly when you look at last week's game, there was plenty of drop ball, like unforced errors just were, were through the roof. And some of the defensive plays, like, you know, some of, the, some of their watching, watching some of the tries scored against Melbourne last week in particular, like, it was totally against the, the defensive systems that I know that Craig Bellamy would be coaching down there. You know, yeah. so they're stepping outside of their systems that they practice every day. And then individuals are missing, you know, tackles that they, sh- <clears throat> that they should be making. And and Craig said that as much, Sati, like after the match, it doesn't matter who's not there. Every player that's involved in their squad this year, like they're, they are good footballers. They know how to catch a ball. They know how to hold on to the ball and they know how to tackle. They just need to go out and get that done. And so, and I remember going back to two thousand and twelve, mate. You may remember this too. Like we lost, yeah. we lost five games in a row that year, and and Craig, <laughs> it was a little bit like his press conference last week where he come, he actually come down to me on the field when we lost our fifth in the row. We were playing against the Dragons at Wollongong, and he and he and he said to me on the field. I still remember these words, mate. I I, I don't know, I just don't know what's going wrong. I got no answers. I don't know where we go from here. But what we did continue to do was work hard at training. Now our training standards. They, they were great. Like, we, we were training really well, and that was the confusing part, I guess, for Craig and, and the rest of the players was that, hey, like, we're actually preparing really well for these matches, but it's just not happening on game day. Like, we we'll we went through a period there in that five weeks where, you know, the 50-50 calls, they were going the other way. We weren't getting much bounce of the ball. We actually had a, a few injuries that year as well. A um, couple of key players, um, Billy Slater and Cooper Cronk, they were out for a few games. So that <laughs> that hurt us a little Couple bit. Of key players there, yeah, yeah. But much like you know Melbourne this year with Ryan Pappenhausen, and he hasn't played a lot of football. And 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 I, and I think you know the lack of um, you know people available in the outside back area for Melbourne Storm at the moment, particularly you know when Remus Smith went down and and George Jennings. I think that was
2: a huge blow for Melbourne. Mm. Um, um, yeah. Uh, when Remus Smith went out. Um, um, there was a young guy that played in the preseason, Will Warbrick. I'm not too sure whether yep. uh Will Warbrick, um, he's from New Zealand, the yeah, rugby union player. Union, the yeah. Player. He's a yep. gun. Yeah. He's a gun player. Um, and do you know, um, I'm not sure whether you're sort of, uh, still um, involved in the club, but, mm. but do you know where he's at? Like, like why he's not getting the shot? Uh,
1: no, look, I'll be honest. I, I'm not too sure why um, he's not playing, but I, I do know that, uh, you know, speaking to a lot of the guys early in the year down there, they were really impressed with the way he he uh, uh, attacked their pre-season and and maybe he just needs, you know, a full season. Mm. Craig Bellamy might be thinking Will needs a full season in rugby league just to, just to get his understanding of the game um, better before he plays first grade. But, but, you know, just to finish my point, Sati, I think, you know, they, they've certainly got a footy side that can, that can um, improve and be a contender this year. Yeah. Everyone's pointing towards Penrith and, and, so they should because they they have just been so good this year and continue to, to win, even though they're not playing well. Um, I think this is a really big week for Melbourne Storm. Mm. Going over to Auckland, they're playing the Warriors, a team that that every time they take on Melbourne Storm, they get up for it, yeah. particularly playing over in New Zealand. So big one for them to turn around in their form this year yeah, uh, for, for the re- remainder of this season. And, mate, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not writing them off yet. I'm, I'm not joining the bandwagon of all these people writing off Storm.
2: Oh, this one... Sorry, just a thought. This one's not a question, but I was thinking when Craig Bellamy decides to hang up the boots, mm. um, have you and Billy Slater decided to um, <laughs> uh, um, take over the reins? It's just because you guys have done such a great job at Queensland, and I'm a, um, a New South Wales supporter, and I watch you blokes come in yep. and get the boys up, and I'm thinking, wow, like that's just awesome. <laughs> like it'll be so nice just to get the yeah. other boys up, you know. Um, wow. But yeah, congratulations to you and Billy. Yeah, you thank, you, nah, thank you,
1: mate. No, thank you. No, it was. Um... Mate, that's only three games. We just had to get up for three <laughs> games. It's not, it's not a full season like Mate, Craig Bellamy's been doing for 20 years. This bloke was
0: dying not playing golf. He couldn't go a whole year <laughs> coaching a team.
1: He'd be on the course every second week. <laughs> Good on you, Sadi. Um, yeah,
2: congratulations on both of you on, on your you NRL know, careers. Um, yeah, thank you, mate. Uh, Ke- um, uh, Kemper, you've got a great podcast there, mate, the bloke. Um, I listen to it all the time, so thank you.
0: Thanks, mate. Thanks, Re- Really do Sorry. appreciate it, mate. Thanks, Sati, for the call. Uh, great call there from Sati. Uh, we've got some text here. Got some text here. Mm. Stuart uh, from the Mudroobah of well, uh, oh, Gold Coast and Bar. It's me hometown, and uh, yes. Smithy lives just around the corner. Uh, good morning, Sir Kemp, and some random bloke who wore nine for Australia. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's only a Mudry- Mudry- Bar I respect <laughs> it. That's the connection that we have, baby. Um, Regarding the Seagulls wearing the pride jersey, multiple players not playing tonight for that reason. Do you think that Manly could potentially thrown away their chance at finals footy as this is a must win game? Um, Mm. Well, it just makes it harder, doesn't it? It definitely makes it harder. I I would say, you know, I know there's some people out there saying, oh, how could you step away in such an important part of the season? Mm. I think that you just don't understand how much it means to these seven. Like, if you're not... Religious or being brought up in the yeah. same environment. If you environment,
1: don't share those it's ways, very yeah.
0: hard to empathise and understand what they're thinking. Does it mean that I personally agree with it? No, obviously it doesn't. I would wear the jersey, yep. um, but I also understand that it's very hard because I don't know. I don't know what their upbringing was like. I don't know what the pressures they have from their family, from their you know their churches, from their community. I just, I just not don't know. In,
1: we're not in their situation.
0: Absolutely not. So um, yeah, look. I, I, to be honest, it probably does affect their finals chances, but. Desi might rally the boys together and pull off a great win. Mm. You just don't know. Yep. You just don't know. Uh more tech more text here. Uh get a Goat in the beak. As finals footy fast approaches, who would you say has been the buy of the season up the Mighty Broncos, Sean?
1: Oh, buy of the season. Well, would it be Adam Reynolds? Him or Townsend? And Kurt Capewell?
0: I I'd, I'd say Him or Townsend. I'd probably even lean maybe more towards Townsend because he's played more footy this year. Okay. But, yeah, no fair enough. Um And obviously Cowboys sit in second. Yep. And he did the greatest challenge of all time. (laughs) (laughs) He did.
1: (laughs) That no one thought could be a challenge. Yeah,
0: literally made new rules. Yeah, no, Uh,
1: I can go with that. Yep, Chad Townsend, yep.
0: Now, we're going to head to a break. Uh, uh, We're going to head to the news, actually. And then after the news, we're going to preview the round. We're going to talk about the Gold Coast Titans getting rid of uh, Kevin Proctor over some some sneaky business in the toilet. In the toilet, what's going on there? Uh, We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. Uh, give us a call thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy, or give us a text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Also follow us on uh, Apple and Spotify, The Captain's Run, or follow at Sen League, your brand new place on Instagram to follow rugby league news. But we have Adam from Penrith. You there, Adam?
2: Hey boys, how are you?
1: Good mate, how are you going?
2: Good mate, good. I- just want to bring up the um the transfer system in the NRL at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, mate.
2: Um, so they've got a, a top thirty squad at the moment, and then anyone out of that squad can be transferred. I think they should change it so that only the bottom five in the, any squad can be eligible to be transferred. Obviously, they're not their top line players, mm. um, and it frees up this. Oh, we'll save a hundred thousand. We'll pay them. Bring that forward to pay another player. Um, and it gives the guys who aren't playing first grade maybe a chance to get a chance a different system.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the the tough thing with the transfer system is that it's it can become so complicated. You know, it's kind of like when you push down a a little. Uh, mountain in your rug at home mm. and then it just goes pops down up for, somewhere, pops else. Up somewhere else and you're going, Oh no, I'm in the same problem somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it's a really, really complicated situation. I, the, the transfer, I think, are you alluding to the fact that luma is going to the storm or?
2: Well, there was Nofaluma, but there's been rumors about people chasing Reece Walsh, but like he'd be the highest played player at the Warriors, probably or mm. close to it. Oh, um, well, and he should be in, it should be in their top 17 every week. Um, you know, he's, he's got the most talent. Mm. Um, there was rumours that people were talking about, like, Ben Hunt, maybe. Like, he's a million-dollar player. How do you transfer a million-dollar player for six weeks to a different system? Mm. And then they go back to play for... Like, they, I understand they're going to go back to their club next year. But if you had a like a young, I don't know, like a Kurt Falls from Penrith that maybe get a chance the halves at, I don't know, a club that needs a halfback or <laughs> um, like a young winger or a young centre that, you know, give them some game time. Um, in a different system, mm. um, it only brings them on better for their club in the future. And it's, it's not, you're not losing one of your, your, your top players. You know, you, I'm a Penrith supporter. So, yeah. you know, Kurt Falls isn't playing Penrith at the moment, mm-hmm. um, but he might, he might get a chance at say, I don't know, the storm or the, you know, the Broncos or someone that needs a halfback or a five, eight. When he comes back to Penrith next year, he can go, okay, well, I've got that first grade experience yeah. as Harry Grant did with um, the Tigers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, bring their game on and it's the,
1: the, 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 the fans aren't losing their top players. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand um what you're saying there, Adam, like like transferring a younger guy playing in reserve grade, but if, if there's an opportunity to go to an opposition club and play NRL football to help progress, you know, their uh their future or their their um opportunities, you know, for their their contracted club. So say you're saying about Falls leaving yeah, you know, maybe playing 20 games lo- like Harry Grant did. Mm. So Harry Grant left the Melbourne Storm, went and played a season at the West Tigers and and, and the Storm, we uh, we got Paul Momorowski in return. Mm. So, um, yeah, and that allowed Harry Grant to go and play, what, you know, 25-odd games, I think, for West Tigers. Mm. Might have been a few, a bit less um, that year to help him, um, you know, get ready for NRL at mm. the Melbourne Storm. He was winning Delhi for a while there too. <laughs> yeah, he was doing a really good job. But also, like... But I, but I think if you look at the situation with Rhys Walsh, right, and you, and you talk about he's their most dangerous player, he's paid a lot of money at the Warriors. Well, he was benched. Mm-hmm. He was like so. If he's not, if he's out of favor for whatever reason with the with the coaches, and he's not <clears throat> playing football, like I I don't I don't totally disagree with other clubs inquiring about maybe getting a hold of him, mm. particularly in the situation that he's in now. If it's he signed with the Brisbane Broncos. Mm. The Warriors haven't had the best season and they're out of finals contention. So if the current coach of the Warriors is thinking, well, I want to get a young bloke in to play fullback to get him ready mm. for next year. And Reece Walsh isn't going to get much time or he's sort of like, well, I, I don't really want him to play. Yeah. Then, then why not? I, I totally get, you know, the fans being a little bit offside with that because they, they want Reece Walsh to play. But, the fans don't pick the side, unfortunately. It's the coaches. Mm. So if someone's out of favour or they're out of form or they're not being picked, but he's in, he's like one of your marquee players, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against at all other clubs asking mm. for his services for, for a trade because they, they, they may come up with a, a trade that the Warriors may need at that, that certain time. Mm. And I only say the Warriors yep. and, and use Reese Walsh as an example. I'm not saying that should happen, but just yep. as an example.
2: No, I understand it. He was still part of their 17 last last week. He got on the field. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like he was put in reserve grade and he's in reserve grade again this this week. He's still playing, like he's back in the starting squad this week. Yeah. Um, I think it was a bit of a slap on the wrist for, uh, I don't know, maybe some, maybe he's done something at training or yeah, you know, well, didn't buy Stacey Jones a coffee or something. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's um he's back in the squad this week. I just think it it just think it opens up, you know, someone that with a salary cap of you know, nine million dollars, you can get, you know, someone for a hundred thousand at the end of the year who's actually a million dollar player, I think it, it just opens up a big can of worms for um for the NRL and for you know for the league. That's all.
0: Well I mean we just gotta look back to last year. Uh, we lost to Vita Pangai Jr. The Broncos and the Penny Panthers picked up a player that's easily worth six or seven hundred thousand uh, dollars on their, you know, road into a grand final premiership. Um I personally think look if all clubs
2: Denham, he was released by the he was his contract was terminated by the Broncos and then Penrith picked him up as a free agent?
0: No, I think I think it wasn't a,
2: I, it, I, wasn't a I, it wasn't a it wasn't a loan. Uh it was a permanent like But it was a mid it was a mid season transfer It's
0: It was a, a mid season transfer. And they picked him up for they like yeah, unders they, they picked him unders. up for massive unders. So that's what, oh, that, massive unders, yeah. So but yeah, that's, that's, unders, but that's yeah. what I'm saying, like that's what I'm saying with like you you create even more issues then because it's like okay well it's not a loan it's going to be for next year and you know Tavita Pangar Junior wasn't there next year he was mm. at the, he went to the Bulldogs and I think he'd already signed for the Bulldogs he had and so it's just this really messy area because then some people would sit there and go well hang on a sec it is a loan because he's not going to be there you know yeah. and it's he's just, going for six games yeah he's going for six games he's going for massive unders and he signed for the Bulldogs so I, I understand what you mean where you say uh, like the value wise where you're sitting there going, well hang on a sec. Like mm. a, a great club can pick up a player that's already been paid eight let's say they're on a million dollars, eight hundred K over their contract, mm. and all of a sudden that their salary cap, you could argue if they took in that whole eight hundred K is nine point eight million instead of nine million. Totally get what you're saying. Totally get what you're saying. Um but if every club is equally available able to do it then it's mm. kind of fair, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I, I understand the point. I just see yeah, it just think it's um Maybe something the nrL could look at um you know, i i'm a i follow a lot of american sports so you can you can mm. wake up in New York today and end up in chicago tomorrow yeah, and that's right. yeah. um, so there's no salary cap though so that's that's the, that's the only problem with a lot of um, american sports there's no hard salary cap mm. um, they pay luxury tax but um yeah it just i just think it's you know probably um, brings a little bit of a gray area into the sport for the you know for for the fans and it's a you, know, you wake up and you see as a as a as a worry supporter oh, Bruce Walsh might be gone for mm. um, the end of the year. You're like, well, what's, why do I pay my membership? Why do I turn up to games to watch these guys if this is what can happen to our best players? Like, it's I don't know. Yeah, just, no, no, mate, it's
0: a, it. mate, it's a great point. It's a great, great point. It's uh, <laughs> it's something that definitely I do believe the transfer system as a whole needs to be sorted mm. as a whole. But uh, thanks for the call, thanks, fantastic Adam. call from Adam. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Let us know in the, let us know in texting. Give us a text, um, and let us know what you think of the transfer system. Does it need to be completely overhauled? Do you agree that um, you know certain things don't uh, are a bit unfair? Like for example, uh, the Reece Walsh situation. Would it be fair if one of the better clubs was able to pick up Reece Walsh for the end of the year? I think right now, if every club can do it, I think it is fair. Yep. Yep. Um. And but if, I do. If it
1: works for clubs, exactly like exactly. Like, it, like it did for West Tigers in Melbourne yeah. in 2020.
0: Yep. Get it done. Like let's say they the the Warriors could pick up not even a loan, like they, they loaned into Storm, but Storm were willing to go, well, to get such a player like Reece Walsh, mm. you can actually sign one of our players early. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Mm. There's different negotiation things. Um now, we're gonna we're gonna head to No, we're not gonna no, head we're to We're gonna, gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going, we're gonna push through. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, a gonna push segment. through. segment. <laughs> um, we've got some text here. We've got more text here. Uh what do you guys think uh the rotation for next year at the Roosters will be? Like, especially if Verrills doesn't move on. Uh, Cheese, Watson, Verrills, and Radley. Do you think Cheese would start at hooker and move to 13 once Watson comes on give inflictor a rest? Cheers, boys. No,
1: oh, I think he'll start. Verrills will start or Cheese will start? Cheese. Cheese. Yeah, I think Brandon Smith will start. He's a big signing for the club. <clears throat> they've, uh, they've outlaid a fair bit for him to get, mm. to get him over to the tricolors. So I think, I think he'll start. Mm. If he has a good preseason and he's fit and ready to go, he, I think he'll be there starting nine.
0: And I think just for Roosters fans, I know some some you know Roosters fans might be like, "Oh, his form hasn't been as good, and we may have signed him on a lot." I think that like people don't uh, appreciate hookers body shapes, and what I mean by that, I'm not saying I mean I appreciate body shapes, (laughs) but what I mean by that is be careful where (laughs) you go in, (laughs) mate. Oh my god! Now let me clarify. Let me clarify. What I mean is, is that if if Cheese is training as the dedicated number nine, number nine for his team, he is going to be much lighter physically. Muscle mass is going to be much less. Mm. Whereas if he is training to be a 13, his muscle mass is going to be much higher. You know, Mm. for me personally, like my, as a winger, they're trying to make me bigger. Every year it was like they want another five kilos, another four or five kilos. Mm. Got to the point where I was like nearly over 90 kilos when in my best footy I was 82 kilos. Yeah. And so it has an
1: impact on you, massive on the way you play, especially in in
0: the number nine role because Mm. you need to be mobile, you need to be fit. And Mm. so I think that with Brandon Smith a full preseason playing at number nine, we're going to see his best footy at number nine. Yeah,
1: and and I think if if they're thinking of using him in that sort of rotation of starting nine and then coming off the Mm. field, say let's say let's say he might play, you know, thirty minutes, or even if he punches out the first forty. And then he comes off just after half time for a short spell and they put him back in the middle of the field in the ruck playing as like a 13. yep then he has to they just have to work out yeah you know, his, his best weight or his physical um, you know preparation to play both positions mm. yep. he's got to find the happy medium mm. where, where where am I going to get the best out of myself when I'm playing nine because that's that's my um, starting role, mm. but then also be able to transition into that thirteen and and be able to take the wax and mm. you know, carry the ball strong and mm. stand in front of the big man. Well, he's gonna it, like it doesn't change def- from you know defensive point of view. He's yeah. defending in the middle, but mm. yeah, you know, just being able to have that that punch when he's carrying the ball mm. as a thirteen. Just, just like he's got to find that happy
0: medium. Because you know better than anyone, Smithy. Like if you if you're a bit lighter, when you get hit in that contact, you're always getting oh, dominated every it's, time. It's a huge difference. Yeah. I,
1: I, I mate. I played one game, Ryan. I played one game of footy, and I was a I was a little. I'd, I'd been in a good paddock. Okay, right? okay. But this is a, and and this is a World Club Challenge. So we yep. played against Leeds. We're over in um, we're over in in, in the north of England, and uh, I weighed in before the game ninety four kilos. Ninety four. Ninety four. Now I played my nearly my entire career. Except for the first couple when yeah, I was just a young fella and mm. um, starting out. Anyway, but I played the majority of my career anywhere from sort of you know 88 kilos to 89 in, mm. in that range. So let's say 89 kilos. Mm. I went out for this game at 94 kilos, and I, I got around the park like still okay, mm. right? Um, but... Like you said, like that extra five kilos, like the tackles, it was like, mate, I don't feel a thing. Mm, yeah. When I'm tackling these big front rows around at me, I'm like, mate, how how easy is this? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm not getting whacked yep. backwards. I, yep. mate, I can stand my ground. Yeah. It's you crazy. Yeah. When you when you when you taking them to the ground and you and you're holding them on the ground, like you, it's it's easy. Absolutely. But. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I got a little bit puffed.
2: <laughs>
1: it was uh, The lungs blew out pretty quickly. I was just like, is, I don't feel overly comfortable. You were explosive hooker. You were no. known as explosive. Mate, I was dead set like Brandon Smith then. <laughs> Yeah, good. Uh,
0: we're going to head to a break. After the break, we'll get back to your text. Give us a call. Had a great call before. We want more calls like that with uh, great insight from Adam. Um, 1-300-01-1170. Or text 0457 736 736. After break, we're going to talk about David Nofaluma potentially going to the Storm. And also Kevin Proctor. What's doing
1: there? Mm. See
0: you on the other side.
1: Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz. The best hands in the schnitzel business.
0: Welcome back to the captain's run with the great Cameron Smith. Best hands thanks to Schnitz. I tell you what, I think I yelled holy schnitz. About a million times. We've got that. We've got that mm. segment later. But I tell yes. you what, I can't stop thinking about it because Snitties—they're the best Snitties in all the land. But what are you? What are our best hands segment for this week, Cam? Smith? We
1: have. I'm going to give one point to James Tedesco, um, he, and he had an absolute blinder. Holy absolute blinder last week. Three hundred plus meters, scored a try, set a couple up, but it was his pass. Um, when he when he took on the line, went through Adam Clune mm. and the flick pass behind Adam Clune's back for Daniel Tupo, mm. um who scored his second try against the Knights. That's one point. Kempi, I've got two points. Joseph Suali'i. Um I couldn't believe how high this man got off the ground. Amazing, like it's just unbelievable. And he's draw starting to draw comparisons to Izzy Folau. Yes, like his ability in the air,
0: and they're apt comparisons, in my opinion.
1: Yes, um, and this guy could—I don't know—like could he go past Izzy? Well, Izzy Honestly? only played our game for like a handful
0: of years. So the year that Izzy left, he was the lead, one of the leading try scorers as a centre. That's yeah. how good he was going, and no one talked about it because he was leaving.
1: And he broke what he did was he broke the um, he broke the storms like season try scoring record is Billy Slater. Like yeah. was like I think he scored like twenty seven tries that year yeah. or something. The year he left he scored twenty four. Well there you go. So crazy. Incredible. Um uh Joseph Soleiti, uh his, his leaping up of the crossfield kick. And then he's offloaded to James Tedesco. I was talking about the try he scored mm-hmm. James Tedesco. Great mm-hmm. combo they got there. But the three points, my old mate from the storm, the Fox, Josh Odocary's two intercept tries. Buller Fox. Against the Titans, what was he yelling as he was running down the field? You reckon? reckon let's trot, baby! Uh, yeah, let's trot. Hundred percent trot. You I reckon? He that
0: the whole time. Yeah. You know, like how Braveheart yells freedom. Yeah, he would yell trot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, but there, three points to the Foxy. He's playing well, the Fox.
0: Mate, he's actually. I t- checked out his stats. He's actually, I like having statistically the yep. second best year of his career. There you go. Incredible stuff from the Fox. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to answer your texts and your calls. So make sure to call in one 300 1170 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. A whole hour done and dusted. Now, Gone already. It's done and dusted, Smithy. That's how quick it's gone. Wow. Uh, make sure to follow at league on Instagram. It's the new place to get all your NRL news. Uh, now, we've got some text here before we uh, head to a break. Uh, massive storm supporter, and just recently got my good friend who supports Broncos on the Sen crew. Well, oh, thanks, yes. mate. Appreciate it. Um, hey, Goat Beacon, Goat Smith. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering if you boys think the NRL should introduce a play a play-in tournament similar to the NBA, where seven to ten uh, played out in a mini three game tournament for the last two final spot, and the top six teams rewarded with a week off. I will say, mm. I don't if I don't know if you could rejig the final system. But I, I do think that we should be taking advantage of that bottom eight. Mm-hmm. That, make it still enjoyable and interesting for yeah. the fans. Yes. There should be something going. Like for So example, it's not just,
1: oh, you're gone.
0: You're gone. Like So, for example, Titans are gone, Knights are gone, Warriors are essentially gone, um, Tigers are gone. Mm-hmm. That's four teams, four whole teams. Season over. Season's over. If we had some kind of system where they were still competing for something, I don't know, like whether it was money or, mm. or something... I just incentivize think, that bottom. incentivize it get the fans involved so the rest of the season is in a write-off um I think we should definitely look at that great text we'll see you on the other side welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith remember you can catch up on anything you miss from the show via our podcast which you can download now on the SEN app or you go to Apple you go to Spotify you subscribe you can listen to it anytime you can stop start all that good stuff Give us a call, have your stay, 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. And give us a follow on Instagram at SEN League for all of your rugby league news. Speaking of rugby league news, absolutely huge news out of the Melbourne End Tigers camp. Mm. Not for Luma, looks set to, hasn't been confirmed yet, to my understanding. But looks set to be joining the Melbourne Storm for the rest of the season due to the outside back shortage. There's been 15 long-term injuries at the Storm this year. It is
1: the most of any club in the competition. Thoughts on this, Smithy? Um, well, from a from a former Melbourne Storm player, I think it's great for the Melbourne Storm. It's a, mm. it's a huge pickup. He's he's been in great form again. Mm-hmm. He's a Tigers leading try scorer all time. Like mm. so, he can find the try line and. As we mentioned earlier in the show, Kemby, it, it's an area of the storm at the moment where they are lacking some personnel mm-hmm. um, in the outside backs. And, and Craig Bellamy's been forced to blood a few rookies this year and, and at times playing guys out of position mm. um, in the outside backs. So I think it's a huge pickup for the Melbourne Storm, David Knopfloomer. Mm. Huge. And, and strange to think, like, this is, this is a man that's been mm. playing the game for quite some time. He's been in the NRL for a long time. Mm. By joining the Melbourne Storm, this could possibly be the first time he ever plays in the finals. It's crazy. What about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, how exciting for him? Well, exciting for him. Yeah, that's what
1: I mean. And and I'm I'm assuming that's that's why he would have made the decision to go down there.
0: Yeah, to be a part of something like that. I think it's. I mean, I'm just you know fully speculating here. I think it's look if the Tigers want to keep him, it's going to be very hard for David Noffaluma to go from where he's at to the storm, experience the best system in the competition, potentially make a grand final or a, or a prelim, mm. and then go back to the, the Tigers leave. the next year. Yeah. yeah, going to be very tough, very tough, especially as a guy like Noff Orluma, who, you know, he's not a rookie, so it's not like he's sitting there just like grateful to be in the NRL. He, yeah, he is, and
1: looking for an opportunity. Exactly. He's been there for a while.
0: So he, he's, in put it this way, in a team that has struggled, he's been one of their best over a long period of time. Now, mm. I understand he hasn't been back in the side for a while, mm. but if you're the club's leading try scorer at, you know, 27, 28 years old, yep. you no longer have many years left to go, oh, I'm just going to wait around to maybe make finals. No. You've got to make it happen. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, also it's see, I want to see what level Nofaluma can go to mm. in the
1: Storm system mm. because he's one of the best ball-running wingers in the competition, literally. Yep. Um, and there's no doubt Craig Bellamy – he. he Nofaluma would have been a guy on the radar because I remember going back, you know, when I was playing with Melbourne mm. and in our preparation and in our previews, every, every time we played against the West Tigers, mm. David Nofaluma would be mentioned yeah. multiple times by Craig Bellamy yep. around, you know, his ability to carry the football, mm-hmm. his try scoring ability. So like it's, it's a no brainer. Mm. He would have been thinking, you know, who, who, who are the more dangerous outside backs that I coach against? Mm. And Nofaluma's, one of them. Yeah. So they threw the, threw the question out and they got the answer they wanted.
0: Mate, seeing him in a purple jersey. So was it confirmed though? Look, it's, it's like all but this at it? Like, Yeah, that's it's, what I mean. Like, uh, like multiple outlets are reporting it's essentially a done deal. Yeah. No one's come out and denied it, so well, it looks like when
1: it's I seen When I seen the, the deal was done, um, well, when it came out yesterday, wasn't it? hmm I was thinking maybe would he, would he make the trip to New Zealand? And, wow. and represent the Storm against the Warriors Holy. this weekend because they're over there now. Mm. They're over there now. I think they. I think they left yesterday. Uh, the Storm.
0: I mean, that'd be crazy. Mm. That'd, it'd be great. It's a it's a baptism of fire away in New Zealand. New get Zealand him in. always absolutely get him in. I mean, fifteen long term injuries. <clears throat> mm. Your top. It's only a top thirty.
1: Yeah, and, and particularly right now, like the Storm have dropped out of the top four. Mm. They are sitting fifth. So imagine if they imagine if they lost this one, Kempi. You know, I know you're fist pumping at the moment because your boys have leapfrogged my boys. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Who's sitting in for, Sidney? Who's sitting in
0: for? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I've got to take my wins where I can get them, because you boys yeah, are, always no, sure hell, are always up the top. Bloody hell, you're always up the top. Now, mm. all you Storm fans, you know what it feels like to be a normal supporter that has to deal with loss. <laughs> has to deal with loss. You always have to, you know, I always I've always like been jealous of Storm supporters because I'm like, you constantly, you know your weekend. <laughs> is going to be good because your team's going to win. (laughs) You know, like you don't have to worry about, oh, man, my team's got pumped. So, um, yeah, look, really interesting times at the Storm, really interesting times. Mm. Uh, We'll get more to the Storm. We'll talk more about their form and, you know, what's going on in the club there later on. But now on to a former Storm player. Then he moved to the Titans and was a key, key player for them for a while. He actually captained for a while. I'm not sure if he's a part of their senior playing group. But, Mm. you know, I probably remember him more as a Titans player than a Storm player. He spent more of his time, I think, at the, the, the Titans. Uh, but Kevin Proctor, he's been let go from the Titans uh, because of vaping in mm. the bathroom, uh, toilet, mm-hmm. uh, at halftime. The sh- in, the dress- in the in the sheds. In the sheds. Yeah. At halftime in the sheds uh, the, on the Titans on the weekend while they were playing the Bulldogs, he uh, vaped and then he videoed himself and posted it to his social media. Um in the Titans said, Uh, sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> is that what they said? I'm pretty sure they called him in. They <laughs> said, Sorry, bro. Steve
1: Mitchell, the CEO, yeah. said, sorry, bro. He says, Sorry, bros, you're out of here. <laughs>
0: um, you know, so look, the Titans have uh relieved him of duties. Thoughts on this whole uh situation, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, well, first up, uh, it, it's a it's not a smart move by KP, mm-hmm. all right. It's uh, and I know Kev, I've known him since he first joined the the Melbourne Storm when he was a young man he was a teenager mm. and um, you know like he's had his misdemeanors o- over his journey in the NRL and you know like it's 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 it's, it's been a, a learning progress for him across that time but he he's smarter than what he's just he's done mm. over the weekend mm. he's smarter than that it's there's no other way of, it's just a it's a dumb move mm. it's a dumb thing to do yeah like to vape at halftime. In, in the dressing sheds of, of, of your footy side, um, particularly with the scrutiny that the Titans are under right now. Yeah. Like they're underperforming. There's pressure on the footy team. There's pressure on the footy club. There's pressure on individuals within players just I mean the organization. Well yeah Jim Dimmick has just left. Um, I think one of their high performance managers um, was let go. Um, you know there's pressure on everyone at that footy club at the moment. Why bring unnecessary um, attention to yourself mm. and to your, and to your footy club. It's yeah. just it's just a silly move. It's a silly thing to do, and it, was it an overreaction to let him go? I don't know. From an isolated incident, you could probably say yes, mm. but maybe there's things that have happened, yeah. you know, o- over a certain amount of time mm. that no one knows about. And they've just said, well, look, this is the last straw
0: mm. And that's, that's what I, I, earlier on this week in my podcast, I said, look, if it's an isolated incident, it's like, wow, that's a massive overreaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is past instances that you've, they've got, you know, where they've, he's shown yeah. a poor attitude or whatever, yep. then you can understand where the cl- club's coming from. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, so yeah, look, it's, it sucks. And, 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 and we don't know, like, yeah. and it doesn't need to be public knowledge, no. but like, he, like, Kev Proctor may have been given multiple warnings in the past. Like, that's what we're talking about. Like, Mm. you know, that's, that's just in-house stuff Mm -hmm. that we don't need to know about, but they've made a decision to relieve him of his duties, as you mentioned. And and that's it. So they said, so, bro, just a silly move. (laughs) Silly move. Yeah. It's something that could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, He's made a poor decision, and now he's paid the consequences.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, now we're going to move on to a preview of Manly Seagulls versus Sydney Roosters tonight. Uh, Mm. You know, obviously seven players are out for the Manly Seagulls. Mm -hmm. Pio Secchi, Alfred Smalley make their debuts on the wing while prop Kurt Delewis. Second rower, Ethan Bullimore, joined the forward pack. Jake Trevojevic, Andrew Davey, Lachlan Croker are all back from COVID. Mm. James Seguiaro will return. His first match since 2019 on the bench. It's just what a journey for James Seguiaro, fighting all the way back into first grade. Massive congratulations to Chico. And now to the Roosters. Both Joey, Manu, Manu, Lindsay Collins return to the starting side, Mm -hmm. which see Drew Hutchison and Matt Lodge move to the bench. How do you see this game playing out, Smithy?
1: Um, Look, oh, this was going to be a huge game given where the clubs are sitting on the ladder at the moment. Roosters mm. eighth, Manly ninth. Um, yeah, with these players out, it it makes the job a lot harder for Manly. Mm. But I don't know. You just don't know with with Desi mm-hmm. Hasler. He just he he's just got something up his sleeve. I don't know. It just smells like that, and they're playing at home. Mm. Really difficult place to play at. Um, you know. First hand experience, it's it's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you'll be out, you'll be out there tonight. I'll, I'll be
1: out there. I'm going out there. It'll be it'll be great to see. Um, it, it'll be a packed house. Mm. I reckon it'll be a packed house. So, um, but look, I, I I think looking at the Roosters, um, and their performance just directly off last week, they they look pretty good. Mm. Luke Kirry back. He'll be better for the run. I think. Um, you know, speaking with Trent Robinson after last week's game, he was really happy with Luke Kirry. Mm. Um, and his return, he thought he was solid. Um, another week preparing with, um, Sammy Walker. I think they're only going to be better. Mm. And with the way that, with the way that James Tedesco is playing right now, well, wow. like, it's just unbelievable. Like he's just wow. unstoppable. He, he's carrying the ball like a front rower at times. Like he does the kick return and then you'll see him pop up at play three. Mm. And then you'll see him get into dummy half and have a run from dummy half. Yeah. It's just it's it's just unbelievable. His fitness must be through the roof. Yeah, and we spoke last week too about you know potentially like those Blues players coming off a series loss mm. and thinking right, I want some, I want some you know personal and and team redemption going back to my footy club and let's get something out of this year. Missed out on the Origin Shield. Mm. I don't know, maybe Teddy's got a little bit of that yeah. that mentality right now. Mm. I reckon because he yeah he's playing enormous. I I, I think really. Difficult, you know, taking out those seven players to, to replace those guys just for the one-off match. I think the Roosters will be too good here.
0: Yeah, look, I think the Roosters are finally starting to click. Although when you look at their record over the last, you know, five weeks, you would say, oh, it's only, you know, two, and, two wins, three losses or whatever. Mm. If you actually watch those games, it was against Red Hot Eels, and we know how hot and cold the Eels can be. Mm-hmm. And then it was against uh, the Penny Panthers, and they had a couple of calls that could have gone their way. Oh, mate,
1: they could have won that easily. Yep.
0: And so in reality, their last five weeks of footy has been top four quality footy. yeah, And so I think the Roosters are humming. I think Ted- Tedesco is about to just roll into a one of those great patches of form that he has. yep, uh, And I think they get the job done tonight. It's just crazy to think that, you know, Luke Keery, uh you've got Luke Keery. I, I like Luke Keery at six. Mm. I always was a bit Hesitant with him at seven because, mm. like, I think we just assume that he'd be able to play that. Yep. When in reality, when you look at the history, he had Cooper Cronk for the grand final. Not to say that Kiri Ke- was incredible. I'm just yeah. saying that different people suit different positions. Yep. Then he had Flanagan the following year after Cronk retired.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he won the Clive Churchill, didn't
0: he, in 18? In a- in Is that right? Yes, 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so, after that, this was basically his first full year as the seven. Kiri, that is. Yes. And so I think we just assumed that he was just already that 7 but mm. I think he suits 6 more. I also think like with Sam Walker because he's young, we thought well let's keep the let's put the experienced guy in number 7 mm. and put the rookie in 6 so the experienced guy can lead the team around. But I think Rooster's realized that Sam Walker is that he has to be the main guy. Yeah. He grew up playing as the main guy. Mm. He hasn't had any experience They're playing. Play as, there. Yeah, they play him so put him there. Yep. And I think that's going to work for him.
1: Yeah. And and we when we talk about yeah, those players being out for Manly, like they're picking up that man that we spoke about, Joey Manu. Unbelievable. Um, he is in such a purple patch right now. Well,
2: like he picked oh up that
1: little, that calf strain or whatever mm. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago and he missed last week, but he is playing so good. And it's going to be good to see we get a look at Joey Manu playing in the centres with mm. Kiri at six and, and uh, Walker at seven. So it'll be interesting to see how that combo works. Put it this way. I reckon if they can make that work, they can win a premiership. Wow! If
0: they can make that, well, I actually predicted Roosters to win the premiership at the start of this year. Did you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so oh, I reckon if they can wow. somehow balance Tedesco and Joey Manu in the middle there, yeah, I think they can win the premiership.
1: Just get them in just to just to go one two combos. Just run the ball. Yeah.
0: The only problem is it's it's a fine line between that and being too ruining structures. Yeah, that's right. You know, if Joey Manu is taking a run every second hit up, you're yep. pretty much every set will be Tedesco Joey, yep. Tedesco Joey, and you won't yep. get any structure.
1: And then, and they also get Lindsay Collins back too, who is beast. Uh, he is such a good player. Like yeah. one of one of Queensland's best in the Origin series this year. Big in for them. Mm. Like, so I just like you look at them last week. We talk about their form at the moment. Mm. They're getting Joey Manu back, one of the you know, best players in the comp right now, and Lindsay Collins, one of the form front mm. rowers. Like they just mm. they're a strong outfit.
0: And you know he, he obviously won this series this year, but he was massive for that. The worst team, you know, <laughs> yeah. in quotation twenty twenty. Huge yep. in 2020 for us. Yep, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to preview the NZ Warriors versus the Melbourne Storm, and also we're going to speak to Smithy. What's going on at the Storm? Are we? Is it time to worry, or is it? You know, the Storm have a history of when their backs against the wall, they fight very hard and get the job done. We're going to head to a break. See you on the other side. Welcome back to The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to follow at league on Instagram and follow The Captain's Run on Apple and Spotify. Call in 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Now, Smithy, on to your boys. The New Zealand Warriors versus the Melbourne Storm. 6 p.m. Friday night at Mount Smart Stadium. New Zealand Warriors' Rhys Walsh starts back at fullback. Very puzzling, that decision straight away, putting him back at fullback. Mm. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita returns to 5'8". Uh, Dejeune Assi is out of the 17. Jesse Arthur is out with an injury, which I actually think is a massive loss for them. He's probably their best defensive center. Uh, Marcella Montoya moves to the centers and Eddie Cossi to the wing. Melbourne Storm team news. Craig Bellamy has named an unchanged starting 13, while Jordan Grant is a new man on the bench in place of Tom Eisenhuth. I mean... I don't even think Bellamy has players to make a change. No. Um, speak to me, Smithy. What's going on in the Storm?
1: Um, well, first up, like you've got to acknowledge there's a fair few injuries. I don't think they've faced an injury crisis like this mm. um, in Craig Bellamy's tenure as coach. Mm. Um, but, you know, he, he he won't shirk it. And he always, when you hear him talk, he's, it's not about who we don't have. It's about who we have and mm. expectations around <clears throat> those players going out and performing. And that, that's, that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. And at the moment, the, the team's not performing. Mm. They're just not performing. There's plenty of effort. There's plenty of effort. Yeah. And that's a great sign. You'd, I reckon you would be more concerned if they were lacking effort in, in particular parts of the game. Mm. Um, but they're showing a lot of effort. they just the, – the execution in their football is just not there at the moment. Mm. Yeah, with, with simple drop balls, particularly unforced errors, mm. like drop balls in the play of the ball, passes going to ground – this type of stuff. It's mm. attention to detail. It's mm. something that the Storm have been so good at for a long time. Mm. And and when you hear people talk about Melbourne Storm and say oh that was an unstorm like performance, that's mm. what they're talking about. Yeah, mm. Is that th- they've been so clinical for a long time. You got to remember like this it's a very looking Melbourne Storm side now. Mm. They've gone through a lot of change. Massive a change. lot of change. Mm. So y- you can't compare apples with apples. Mm. It's a very different Storm outfit now, mm. but that doesn't that doesn't minimise the standards that they have there, mm. and 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 Craig Bellamy wouldn't have. There's, he wouldn't be training any different now to what the way he would have trained the team ten years ago. Yeah, slight changes obviously because the game has moved on, it's technology, progressed.
0: science, all that kind of stuff. He's
1: progressed as a coach, but what I'm saying is like the general training um, principles that he's had from the very beginning, he'd still have now, mm. and that's all about working hard, being very good at the at the basic. Principles of rugby league, mm. and that's catching the ball, yep. holding the ball, and tackling.
0: Yep. Being aggressive,
1: tackling. Yeah, make your tackles, mm. hold the football.
0: Hey, it. It sometimes it is really that simple because because yeah. you the thing when you get to NRL you have usually in most NRL squads, especially a Storm squad, you have naturally talented players that will find space. Yep, they'll find the space. Yep. I just want to ask you, you personally, when was a time you know you guys had so much dominance, and I, when was a time where you actually personally were, say, captain, and you have mm-hmm. lost three or four in a trot, and yep. it looked like, uh-oh, we're, we're not at the level that we probably
1: should be. Yep. Has any been for your tenure? Well, yeah, that 2012 year where we lost five in a row, Yep. that was uncharted waters for me as a, as a well, not just as a captain at the Storm, but a, a Melbourne Storm player. Mm. I think prior to that, like, the worst we'd ever done was two in a row. Wow. So as soon as we went three, people were like, wow, the Storm are gone. What's happening? Yeah. We, we lost four. And they were like, nah, gone, write them off. Five, they're like, oh, blow it up. <clears throat> like, Yeah, change the whole club. Line through them. Mm. They're gone. They need to change their roster. And then mm. we went, went on to win the premiership. Wow. Now, I'm not saying that the Storm are going to do that this year. or you know, but, but certainly, if they get things right, they're a threat. Mm. Like, write like them off at your own peril. Mm. We've, seen, we've seen so many pe- people do it in the past. And as I mentioned, they're a different footy side now. Mm. Okay, like let's 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 acknowledge that also. They're not the Melbourne Storm of you know previous years. Mm. They've been, they've had a huge turnover in personnel. Yeah, you, know, you look at you know, a few couple of guys that they lost last year that was so important to their their season. Josh Adokar, Dale Finnukan, Nico Hines. Okay, mm. three big losses from last year alone.
0: Well, the grand final win. I, I said this earlier in, on, in the week. Well, yeah, I said this earlier in the week. You're the only club that's bench, entire bench became marquee signings for other
2: clubs.
0: (laughs) And so the Storm are in this crazy position where you're actually developing too well because (laughs) you just picked the pieces. Exactly. And Mm. whereas, like, most benches aren't going to get marquee offers to their contract, like, they're not going to get six, 700K offers. No. And so there's a huge difference between the bench, you know, let's say you are a bench player for the whole season you're on usually around the 200, 300 mark, usually. Whereas they're getting offered six and 700K, it's almost impossible to say no. Whereas mm. most other clubs with bench players, they, get a, they might get offered 300K instead of 200K. Mm. And so Storm, the, all of that development over the last five years has just been completely ripped from the club. Mm. And in, it's the way the salary cap works. There's nothing yep. wrong with it. Yep. But you're, for, for example, I'd argue your Storm bench in 2020 was as good as any bench ever. You got You had Tino. Dale Finucane, Nico Hines that didn't even get on the field. That's yeah. how strong he's were, um, And Dale Finucane.
1: Mm, Brandon Smith.
0: Oh, sorry, Brandon Smith.
1: Mm. All
0: four of them, marquee signings for other clubs. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so, and I've said it a million times before, Craig Bellamy is the greatest development coach of all time. There is no argument about
1: that. Yeah. And the way out of it is, and I think we've had a few callers, um, uh, well, sorry, a few text messages from our listeners asking me about what would I be doing there. The thing they can't do is look for the easy option Mm. and go, like panic, we've lost four in a row, and Mm. just look for the the quick kill or the easy easy way to score points. They need to drill down and just do, as I said, those basics really well. Mm. And they take persistence and patience and hard work. Mm. That's how they get themselves out of this.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny that they're playing the Warriors, but when I was at the Warriors, Brent Tate, you know, when I was – when I got dropped into reserve grade, he just he said the exact same thing. He said, just control the things you can control. Don't mm. think about the crazy nah. plays and all nah, that nah, kind nah. of stuff. He said, if you if you work as hard as you can at the things you can control, it'll swing for you eventually. Yep. Eventually it will come. Yep. As long as you're being honest with yourself and working as hard as you can. And I think, I mean, the storm, they absolutely can turn around. New Zealand, New Zealand Warriors, tough year. Um, and I think they're in a bit of a precarious situation because mm. they don't really have the players there to prepare for next year yet. Yeah. Um, so, hope you know they're at Mount Smart Stadium. Mm. They're going to come out with a lot of vigor. I think it's is going to be a cracking match. Yep, Two... it's good
1: to see Reese Walsh back at one.
0: Absolutely, Smart move. absolutely. Now, after the break, uh, we're going to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladder after 19 and a roll rounds. See you another side. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. So, if you're a tradie that needs a worksite ladder, Go to Bailey Ladders there. They'll get the job done. You know they've been around forever. They'll pass all the requirements and you know they're sturdy and going to last. Bailey Ladders. Smitty? Bailey Ladders. 60 years, mate. 60 years, mate. Uh, who have we got here climbing crazy, up Bailey Ladders. Crazy. We've got uh, number one.
1: Yep. Uh, so, number one, our first nomination, Jojo for feeder in just his second in a row game. 19 years of age, mate. 19 years. One try, ran for over 150. 150- 15 metres, two tackle bus, one line break against the Doggies. Mm-hmm. That's in a losing team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fair effort, that. Um, I, I love
0: his aggression. He's a, he's really good in contact. He's, he's energetic. He's exactly what they need as a club right now, his mm-hmm. energy.
1: Uh, Asu Kapoa, he was famous for a lot of wrong reasons in this game. Was he, was he the one that nudged? Was he, he was going back yes, to the ball? Yes, I think so, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Poor fella. He played well. Yep. So in a losing side, he's only 22, had a try, ran for over 120 metres, mm-hmm. one line break against the Cows. They were fantastic, the West Tigers. They were. Now, you could probably say, you know, the Cowboys were like, yeah, we're playing a team coming last, like we'll be okay. We're second, mm-hmm. we're playing at home. But I'll tell you what, West Tigers, if they play like that every week, mm-hmm. well, and that's the thing, hey, consistency. That's oh, what we mate. always talk about. That's the difference between the good sides and the sides yep. down the bottom of the ladder. Like They, they can play good footy. Mm. They just can't find it every week.
0: Yeah. Well, that,
1: that was super impressive.
0: That, I, I totally agree. And, and you're right. The, the, the difference between the best and the worst. I mean, the difference between the tippity-top that winner GF, I think, is you know your, your roster. Mm. But the difference between finals footy and not finals footy is consistency. Yeah.
1: Easily. Um, but Asu Kapal, great game for him, for the young man. Um, and number three, though. So Sammy Walker. Playing against the Knights last week. He's still only 20. Samuel. Yep. He was a part of the uh, the Queensland Origins squad mm. um, this year. Um, so he had two tackle breaks, two line break assists, three try assists against the Knights. Wow.
0: That's a good effort. First game basically at seven with Kiri at six. Mm. Uh, just I, I, Again, it just shows you. I just think that he's played his whole career as a seven. Yeah. Keep him
1: there. Keep him there. No need to change,
0: and and I guess you know it's easy for me to say, but back him, okay? Yeah, he's a bit younger, but mm. you know, back and Trent obviously obviously has, but yeah, um, you know that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the work side for over sixty years. Sixty years, Long incredible time. stuff, incredible stuff. Now on to the Parramatta Eels versus Penny Panthers Friday night, Comback Stadium. Mm. Bryce Cartwright returns on the bench in place of Jacob Arthur. Penny Panthers team news is Stephen Crichton and Jerome Luai are out with injury. Replaced in the side by Robert Jennings and Sean O'Sullivan. Charlie Staines has been added to the bench in place of the injured Mitch Kennedy. Uh, Interesting as well, Nathan Cleary hasn't had a different halves partner since 2019. It's about a 1,000 days. And it was James Maloney. (laughs) Jimmy Maloney. That was his last halves. The rat. (laughs) The absolute pest. Um, Big rat.
1: Could win a footy game
0: though. Oh, mate. Honestly, he's the epitome of like... Yeah, you just got to score more tries than you let in. Yeah, like seriously.
1: What? So what? So when? So every time he's played, he's played with Lui. Yeah. Since that nineteen.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless wow. the the stats that I'm reading are incorrect, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, since okay. 2019. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I'm not saying it's like,
1: wrong. That's a long, long time. But anyway, um, how on how how long is Lui out for? We're hearing he may not play until finals. Yes. Is that well, they Is that six, on the mark? Roughly
0: or? six weeks. That's for, the reported for a knee. Uh, medial, I think. Medial. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm. Wow. Okay, that's big, um, but capable replacement. Um, Sean O'Sullivan. He he did the job this other year. When mm. when Cleary wasn't playing, he didn't play the first three rounds. Yeah. He's recovering from his one every game, shoulder surgery, and he played well. He actually played really well. He just steps straight into that system and and gets the job done. No worries. Um, big one for Parramatta. They've been really disappointing for mine the last couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, they played against the Warriors at Combank, and they did what they had to do. That's that's all they did. Mm. They just they really it's like they turned up and thought, ah, oh, we're a better footy side here, and we just we'll get through it. We'll get through the game, do what we have to do. And it, and there was a point in time there where the Warriors they actually looked like they started to gain control of the footy match, mm. um, but they come up with a couple of errors at crucial moments, and it just gave uh, control back to the Eels, mm. and they and they end up winning comfortably. But last week, they turned up and they had, and it looked like okay, it looked like they had the same mindset against your boys, the Broncos, and the Broncos gave them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Broncos played with way more energy. They their attitude was was aggressive, and they went at them. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like Parramatta were shocked; that they, they just didn't know what to do. They did what Parramatta Eels have done to teams
0: in yesterday. Like, you know, yeah. when, the, when the Eels are going well, they yep. shock them with that aggressive nature from the forwards.
1: And, and and it's confusing, right, because they were so good. They were so good in the first half of the year, like they were last season. It, mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's a a replica of last year. It's like they forgot how they play well. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. When,
1: when you see Parramatta play well, and let's not forget, they're the only team in this competition that have beaten both Melbourne and Penrith this year. Mm-hmm. So... Like, would you not look at those games and go, right, what did we do really well? Yeah. Let's do that every week. Because if it's good enough to beat Penrith at home, mm. they beat them at Penny Park. Mm. It's the only game they've lost in, like, the last, I don't know. Forever. Five years or yeah, something. crazy. Um, And we've beaten Melbourne. Like, surely that's good enough to beat every other team in the comp. And, mm. I, and I know you've got your little um, changes that you have from week to week with mm. different football sides that you're playing but from a general game plan point of view and a mindset with the way that you play your footy if you if if that's good enough to beat Melbourne and Penrith that will beat every team surely surely but or, but so now like it's just like they it's it's like they're not playing football mm. they're just they're just going here like here mate get it down the field for us mm. they're just waiting for their teammate to do the job mm. it, it's it, it won't it won't happen for them against Penrith playing that way yeah
0: no i i totally agree it's it's uh
1: it's just so surprising because it's all there.
0: It's it's so obvious. It seems so obvious. It's very easy for me to say, outside looking in, but it seems so obvious. The game plan they need to play. It's a super aggressive power game through the middle. Yep. Then when they do get the opportunity, then play footy, play a bit of footy because they got the they got the team to do that. Oh mate, unbelievable. Like Moses
1: and Brown, you know, they they got a great combination. Yeah, and both dangerous attacking footballers.
0: Mm. Um, so look, a lot of people say, oh well, they beat power earlier in the year, but I just think that. This we're not looking at the same Parrot Eels team at the moment.
1: Well, not right now.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to take a few games for them to find their groove again. Yeah, um, if they do find their groove again. Yep, they've got it in them. Yeah, it's for there. Sure.
1: Like their their ability doesn't disappear overnight. Mm. Like it's just they just need to find that that form that they had at the start of the year. And it's yeah, I, I think they could they could challenge the well they can't like
0: they have <laughs> they have challenged <laughs> yep. the best teams in the comp. They're the only team to have beaten Penny Panthers this mm. year pretty sure unless penny panthers have lost another game i think they've only no. lost them. no they've only lost one yeah yep. so crazy crazy stuff uh now onto the gold coast titans versus well i mean penny panthers quickly do you think this affects their run into the finals that Luai out you know obviously it affects it yeah but you know do you think it affects their final series because he hasn't been playing no. much would he not no. at all yeah I, so cool.
1: in in actual fact i think it just gives every player so say so they go to the finals so they say they played the last the remaining 6 games and they don't drop one and Jerome's not playing. I think it just gives them more confidence mm. to say look we've we've done such a great job. Yeah. And and when Luai comes back he just he he just drops back into that system that they have.
0: Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh Gold Coast Titans versus Canberra Raiders Saturday 3 p.m. at Seabus Stadium Titans Tino Fossil Malawi Goes to prop. Aaron mm-hmm. Clark standing at lock. I like this. Yeah, I personally I like think that – I think Tino is a front rower. I think he's a really, really high-quality front rower. Yep. And I think Aaron Clark is a 13 or at least – at least he's a 14 at the very least. Yeah. But I think he's a 13. Um, well, he's got
1: that ball-playing ability. Yeah. And, and they've they've clearly gone down the line of playing um, Aaron Clark or putting him in at 13 to use him as that link player. Yep. that You see a lot of 13s playing now. Mm. Um, it's not for everyone. hmm I think you look at teams and go, oh look, oh, look, Jake Chaboyevich can pass the ball, mm. um, or you know you've got other players that are playing like like say a Patrick Carrigan, yeah, he can pass the football. Mm. Let's just put our all right, If you're playing lock for us, you got to do that. Yeah, not everyone can do it. No, like those guys. Yeah, but certainly Aaron Clark, like he's played a bit of dummy half. He's got the passing ability. He's got the he's got the ability to you know look at the line, use his eyes, mm. know know who to hit. Like if he if he's got a guy, you know punching that. That lead run, mm. um, tied off him or a half out the back, he's got the ability to, to pick the right option. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you, mate. I, I, I like it. That's, and on top of that, if he runs the ball, he's a good runner of the football team. He's
0: a really good runner of the ball. He's deceptively explosive. Yep. Um, I, I just think he suits the 13 role in today's game perfectly. Mm. And I also think it is one of the things the Titans are lacking is that when you have that link man there, it just creates so much more space outside.
1: Yeah, there's more threat.
0: Way more threat because you force the the men in the middle to be honest and yes. stay square. Yes. Whereas if you've just got a big fella that they're like, mate, he's clearly passing. He, he's not got no delicacy whatsoever. Yeah. It's like we're just going to slide
1: off. Well, one guy I just I, I forgot to mention who's probably the best in the comp at Isaiah Yo. Yeah, gun. You know what I mean? Like you, you just see what he creates for Luai and mm. and uh, Cleary it's, it's, as that ball player in the middle.
0: I guarantee you, any try you see scored usually on the wing. For Penrith. The, for Penrith or, or you know, most teams in the top tier, the space was created in the middle of the field.
1: Yeah. It starts it starts way inside.
0: Absolutely. Because if it's not if they're not held square and kept honest, mm. everyone just gets up and slides. Yeah.
1: Defense too good now.
0: Too way too good. And they can identify it if they're not going deep into the line. So uh, I like it. I think it's actually going to be... I've actually picked the Titans oh, for I an upset. You. Yeah, an upset's coming, mate. Wow. An upset's coming. Okay. Thanks. And, I, you know, I like oh. the, the Raiders, Ricky's Raiders. They look like they're back together. They look like they're working for each other. Yep. But I'm just going to go a bit of an
1: upset, mate. A bit of an upset. Mm. What do you reckon about the Raiders? Well, <laughs> yeah, I actually... Like, they're playing some pretty good footy. I know they they well they snuck home last week like after giving up a 14-0 oh. lead. Yeah. Um, they clawed their way back i don't think they played i think they were had the mindset last week of yeah. uh, we're just you know we're going alright at the moment we beat melbourne yeah. um we'll just turn up they're playing at home mm-hmm. we'll be okay and then i think sticky <laughs> he would have given him a, a, a proper, yep. proper proper rev up even with the torn calf that he got oh. <laughs> One of the great try celebrations. <laughs> well, mate. well, sorry. Well, he tore it in the second half because they didn't score a point in the first. Yeah, half. yeah. In the, the second half, he nil. was getting up with the boys because they were fighting back and you win the game. Done the old calf. Settle down, stick. Anyway, um, <laughs> he uh, he's named the same seventeen that beat the Warriors last week. Um, I don't know. Like this would be this would uh, for the Titans. This would be a really good time to win one. Oh mate! After the you know the, the Kevy Proctor stuff during the week, they're they're back at home. They're mm-hmm. playing at home. This would be a good one to get, Mm. and just yeah, we're six weeks to go. They need to find a win. They've lost—is it nine in a row now? Eight? It's eight or nine. Honestly, they haven't won a game for eight or nine weeks, so like it's a long time. So they they need to get one, particularly at C Bus in front of their home fans. Yeah,
0: totally agree. Totally agree. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to answer your texts and give us a call, 1300, one 1170 See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We got some text here, Smitty. Yes, some text. Mate. What do we got? Uh, questions for Smitty. What's the toughest ground you had to play at? As a Sharks fan, I think our home pitch is hard to beat. Jet.
1: Yeah, Sharks was pretty difficult, um, particularly when you're getting 10 in the bin there. That wasn't a great <laughs> night. Uh, no, that was a fun night. I like Shark Park. Uh, that was, yeah, that was one of. I think um, I'd, ha- I'd probably have to say Brookie. Mm. Brookvale, oh, sorry, Brookvale or Leichhardt. The NRL used to put us at Leichhardt against the West Tigers on a Sunday Arvo. Oh, no. And it'd just be chock-a-block full of Tigers fans. It was just, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And the Tigers seemed to get up for the match. Like, it didn't matter where they were on the ladder. ladder. They might have been running close to last and we were in the top four. Mm. But they just play out of their skins. Yep. Play out of their skins. Mm-hmm benji robbie farrah oh no like, you know all these That's, blokes like, like, you you got, just, like benji
0: like, he can just pull something out just turn it on yeah
1: you know and you it had was, like all the all the people up on the stand near the scoreboard people standing out on their balconies mm. the houses like surrounding leichhardt oval
0: yeah mate it's a, I, I love the rural mm. grounds now i know that there's no parking and it's not as good like from an event standpoint i love the suburban grounds yeah i love them yeah um now, uh, could another text here. Yes. Could Dill Edwards go down as Penrith's best fullback of all time? You know, when you first said that, he's I was like, Reese Wesser. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? Like, he's still got
1: a fair whack of his career left. Well, put it, th- we'll put it this way. And, and I'm not like, this doesn't go into you know, where he stands from a Penrith point of view. But let's just say something happened to um, James Tedesco mm. at the start of this year and he's out for the season. Dylan Edwards would be the New South Wales fullback. Yeah, I think so too. I really do think so. Like, I I really think you'd be there. Mm. Like, you're not going to – like, you've got the option of of sending Tommy Draboyevich back there, Mm. right? But I think you just put Dylan Edwards in and leave Tom in the centres. Because he's a similar – If if Tom's fit as well. You know what I'm I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Or you've got Hines, but he's playing seven. Why would you want to put a seven that's been, you know what I mean? Like he hasn't
1: played for a while at fullback. Well, if you you look at his stats, like he's got more running meters than James Tedesco this year. Wow. Like he's just unbelievable. And we talk about the feats of James Tedesco and he's got a, you know, he's got a much greater profile than Mm. Dylan Edwards, but like he, he is so important to the way Penrith play. yeah, and he, and he plays that similar style to James Tedesco, as I spoke about earlier in the show. Mm. Like He'll take the kick return. Yeah. Then you'll see him carry the ball on tackle three as a hit-up, and he'll make 12, 15 metres. Mm. Then he'll chase the kick. He'll make a tackle. He might make two, and then he gets back to his position um, on tackle three, back in, in behind the defensive line. He's organised the defensive line. Then he takes the next kick, and he's just he is everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually think that even if – someone offered any of the fullbacks to Ivan Cleary, I think he'd still pick Dylan Edwards.
1: Yeah. Regard,
0: like, reg- I honestly think that he would pick him over any other fullback in the comp because he suits what Penrith need perfectly. If
1: they go on to win this year in the premiership, like he's got to be considered. As one Penrith. of their best ever fullbacks. Yep.
0: yep, Totally agree with that. Uh, we're going to head to a break after the break. We'll get to your texts as well. So 0457 736 736. Give us a text and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to The Captain's Run with Cam Smith. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. The Captain's Run. Also, give us a follow at Sen League. Now we've got some text here. Smitty, is Kempy worried about the Tigers? Are they going to give the Broncos a touch-up after last week's <laughs> rough loss? Are you worried? Uh, I mean, of course, you. Of, of course I'm worried, but the mighty Brisbane Broncos, the powerful, incredible Paddy Carrigan, mm. pain Hass at the front. There's no way the boys are getting beaten. They're looking good. They're looking red hot.
1: Do you reckon there's any possibility they could go into this game thinking, oh.
0: Yeah, a bit, a
1: bit like Cowboys. A bit oh, like Cowboys last week.
0: But, I mean, if I'm Kevy, I'm sitting there going, boys, you were literally in the same position last year. So you are not far away from where they yeah. were. So don't get too ahead of yourself because you're sitting in the top four and it looks like you're going to win a premiership. Let's go, baby.
1: I reckon my chat. <laughs> I reckon my chat. What was that? Hey. What was that? Let's go. I, let's go. Well, I said,
0: don't get too excited that you're in the top four and you're going no, to win a premiership. Let's go, I don't go, know baby. what it was.
1: It's was just a little thing that you come up with. That's good. I like it. Um, I've lost my train of thought. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I, I reckon after that that game on the weekend, like the, we're talking about how good West Tigers were, mm. and Cowboys were, were poor. Mm. They weren't anywhere near their best. I'm, if I'm Kev Wilders, I'm saying, hey, boys, look at that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what happens when you come under – or un- underprepared yep. or not not prepared mentally the way you should. Mm. Any team yep. at any, any weekend Absolutely. can beat you. Yeah. Get your heads
0: on. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a great match. Cannot wait. We're going to head to a break. Then after the break, we're going to continue previewing the round and answering your texts and calls. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with
1: Cameron Smith. Now, can't be. Sorry, wait. mate. Sorry to cut you hey, off. Let's Sorry go. to cut you off. We've, we've just got a text. Hey, Goat Smithy. Rumour has it that Kempe's brother was a better athlete and soccer player than the big back in the day. Some may say he could have switched codes to rugby league. Can Kempe please confirm or deny this? Cheers. Camo. And he's got hashtag Modgy love.
0: Wow. The cat's out of the bag now. The cat's <laughs> out of the bag now. True or false, mate? It's really interesting because <laughs> it's an interesting one because my brother and I still, like, we have very different body shapes. Like, he was, I'm more, Mm -hmm. like, I was more probably aggressive and a slower first 10 metres and a faster top speed, probably. Yes. But he had a faster... Off the mark. Off the mark. And also, he had much better, like, a deft touch in soccer. Mm -hmm. But actually, and I'm pretty sure the record still stands, we both have the record for, like, the Gold Coast uh, Athletics. Yes. The exact same time for the 400 metres. It no. says S-Kemp, D-Kemp, one, 104.4, like, when we were, like, nine years. So he, he broke it. Yes. And then I equaled Matched it, it. Matched it. And so... Whose
1: name sits on top, though?
0: He's probably because first. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he, he, actually, he actually went over to uh, England for soccer, and I was going to follow him. And the big reason why I did switch to league was because when he went over there, he got offered a contract from, I think, uh, Norwich. Wow. Um. So they were playing in the Champions. It was just under Premier League. Yep. And he realised like he just he he was homesick. He just wanted to you know he just wanted to get home and yep. be around his family. Around his family. It was yep. Very very tough going over there. Literally as a 17-, 18 year old just straight to oh, England. It's ruthless. With no connections. Didn't know anyone. So mm. anyway, so when he came back, that was like a thing for me of like, well, my plan was to go and be with my brother over in England and try myself. Yep. Um. And so that was like, well, maybe I should play footy instead. Uh, yeah, so he was an incredible soccer player, absolutely. Um, and athlete-wise, he was a state champion, all that good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, who was
0: better? Who was better?
1: <laughs> Come on, mate, answer the question. At
0: soccer, I, I think that he probably would have gone further at soccer. Okay. And I, th- I probably think that I'd be a better footy player, but just because like I enjoyed that, that side the of it more. Um, I mean, he still enjoyed it, but yeah. I just think I was more suited to footy. But I, I think he was a better soccer player, for there sure. There you go. There you go. There's my life story, guys. I'll see you next week.
1: <laughs> Great question. Great
0: question. Great question. Good insight. Now, uh, apologies for wasting the listeners' time. Uh, <laughs> we will speak about something that matters. And what matters is the massive game between the Sharkies and the South Sydney
1: Rabbitohs. Mm, 5.30. It's, yeah, it's our game of the week, Kempy.
0: Yeah, game of the week. Thanks to Suncorp in- Car Insurance. Get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp. Mm. Um, I mean... I tell you what, it is a game of the week for sure because this is going to be a cracking, cracking match—the Sharkies versus the Rabbitohs. What do you got, Smithy? Uh, Dale Finucane out. Big what loss. Your, what are your
1: thoughts on the Finucan situation? Uh, it's it's a G up. Mhm. Yeah, it's a G up. Yeah. Oh, it's accidental head contact. And I know this is a lot of people have different opinions to to mine, mm. but um, like it's a, it's a high speed contact sport, rugby mm. league. And yeah. sometimes things go wrong. Okay, sometimes things things go wrong. I just don't think you can place so much responsibility on a defender. Like they they accused him of of um, uh, not having um, not having care for the the ball carrier in I'm Stephen. To have care for the ball well, that's though. that's my whole point. Like, what sport are we playing?
0: Mm.
1: I think that's it's a really slippery slope that we're going down. <clears throat> if we're gonna suspend players like Dale Finucan, uh for tackles that he he made on the weekend, mm. now you go out there and there was clear intent in in what Dale Finucane was doing. Like he, he and he said so himself. Yeah. Like he said, like it was a it was a it was a crucial part of the game um, where we were down. We needed to try and put pressure on uh, Penrith. He seen an opportunity to go out and and um, you know try and enforce himself onto. Stephen Crichton, mm. and he was aggressive. It's the way he plays the game. Every player needs to play the game aggressively because if you don't, you won't get picked. Yeah, It's a simple fact of rugby league. Absolutely. Now, I understand around um, player welfare and particularly now with you know, head injuries and the importance of looking after players' welfare, I, I, I get that. And mm. I'm on board with that. I think everyone involved in rugby league is on board with that. But how... I, I am completely at a loss to understand why a player can be suspended for an accidental head contact. Mm. And the thing is, the referee didn't see anything wrong with it. The bunker didn't either? The bunker had multiple opportunities to look at it. They seen nothing wrong with it. Mm. Yet we have a different opinion when it comes to the match review committee. And I just wonder, I just wonder if, you know, and, and i I'm just tossing this up there. I'm not saying this happened, but like, were they told to charge Dale Finucane mm. just because of the look of it? Yeah. Now, um, and this has been said multiple times, and we don't, don't want to get bogged on this. We want to talk about the game. But if Stephen Crichton bounces up and he doesn't have that laceration to his ear, mm. Dale Finucane doesn't get charged. Yeah, it's a good point. You know what I mean? It's a really good point. And it's just I, – I, I can't believe it. And, and I agree with Dale by saying this has set a precedent, and I'll say it again – we're going down a slippery slope mm. when we start suspending players for accidental head contact. It's a part of our game. Mm. It's a part of our game. And unfortunately, right, our game is not for everyone. Yeah. It is not for everyone. Mm. And if we're thinking about, oh, we need to protect, you know, like our juniors and our mums and dads wanting to put junior players in we have rules in place. Mm. We have sp- sp- specific rules in place for junior football players, junior rugby league players, boys and girls, mm. that protect them from those... Those types of tackles. Okay, we we have safe play rules. Um, yeah, you know, young guy, young young children up in Queensland now. They have a no tackle policy, um, in through under sevens where they actually learn. They're learning to defend properly, proper tackle technique. So then they transition into a game where they tackle they start tackling
0: oh okay so they still you know I mean? learn to tackle they just yeah. don't play tackle
1: they learn at training okay. but they don't play tackle just to okay. introduce them into the game of rugby league so mm. they feel, everyone feels safe yeah and they feel good about playing rugby league but they're learning every time they go to training mm. but then then they transition in, into tackling so then they're all confident yeah so that you know what i'm saying
0: but things are in place they're, they're, yeah. there are,
1: there are rules in place for junior footballers to mm. protect them from this stuff yeah And roll players they are elite Sports people. Mm. They understand, like they're talking about like reducing risk. Every player that enters the field of play, you know this yourself, you've played the game. They enter the field of play knowing there is a risk of injury. Yeah. yep. There is a risk of injury. Every time you touch the football, every time you make a tackle, there is a risk of injury. Mm. And I think it's a very slippery slope we've gone down by suspending Dale Outside of that, I think Cronulla beat South. Yeah. I think they do.
0: I, think, I, I agree. I think the Sharkies get the job done. I think that, that they first 20 minutes there, they were, they were you know, quite dominant with the Penrith Panthers. And the Penrith Panthers don't get dominated very often at all in the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Sharkies uh, get the job done. I, I, look, I like the, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I love their story this year because honestly, six weeks ago, I thought they were done. I, even yeah, with with yeah, coming yeah. Latrell Latre coming, coming back, back mm-hmm. I thought they were done. I, I really thought. Look, so much has gone against them. They've had some key injuries. You know, Lockie Elias has had way too much pressure put him on too soon. You know, maybe they should have kept Reynolds and all of, all of that carry on. But now, I I think that maybe they won't beat the Sharks this week. But I do think they could build into a real threat comes finals time. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're going to have extra time with Lockie Elias. I think Lockie Elias played probably the best game of his career on the weekend. He did. Um the more time Cody Walker Troy Mitchell and him have together, and Damien Cook and Cam Murray, mm-hmm. they can build up those combinations to really challenge the top dogs. Yep. I don't think they're there just yet, but I think they can get there. Whereas six yep. weeks ago, I absolutely didn't. I, I thought they were going to miss the eight, honestly did.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they, they need a strong performance this weekend. And if they can play, like, really well and beat the Sharkies, it's going to give them a lot of confidence in the remaining five games because they've got some tough games coming up. Mm. they got some really, really tough games. Uh, they, well, they finished the season with Newcastle. But um oh sorry, uh South Sydney, they they finished the season with the Roosters, mm. right, in the last round. Before that, they've got the Cowboys, uh, they got Penrith, wow. <laughs> they got Parramatta. Holy. Like and, and and the Warriors next week. Yeah. So like you go past Warriors, they got a season they got three weeks full of like top eight teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they need to be ready to go this week against Cronulla yeah. because like if they want to, if they want to go deep into the finals uh, series, they need to be beating these teams because they're going to face them in, in yeah. five weeks time.
0: At the very least, they need to be competitive. If yep. they get blown off the park, ooh, that's, that's a tough, loss. Yep. tough so, loss.
1: So we'll get a good indicator of where they're at this yep. weekend's Sharkies. Yeah,
0: totally. And they're only really not, 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 it's a big out. Mark Nichols is a huge part of it, mm. but they're only essentially missing Mark Nichols. So they're basically at full strength. Yep. You know, uh, Saluka Fafida is a big boy, so he, he can definitely do the job. <laughs> uh, that was the game of the round thanks to Suncorp Car Insurance, winner of Canstar's Outstanding Claims Award seven years in a row, seven years in a row. So it's easily some of the best in the business. If you need car insurance, go to Suncorp and get some car insurance with Suncorp. Now on to the next round, uh, next game, sorry, the Brizzy mm-hmm. Broncos versus the West Tigers. Yep. Cobo's still out uh, with Billy Waltz's return at hooker, pushing Jake Turpin to reserves. De Lois Hoyter mm-hmm. replaces Jordan Pereira on the wing. I think Pereira has COVID, whilst uh, Dean Mariner makes his debut at center. Now, Dean Mariner... In Big raps on Dean. Yeah, he scored a hat-trick in the trial, I'm pretty sure, for the Brisbane Broncos this year. Um, the good thing about the Broncos is in their, in this position where they're really bringing in, you know, guns, whereas there was a couple of years there where we were bringing in players mm-hmm. that really weren't ready for first grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tigers, Ariks, uh, Alex Seafarth, uh, comes Safar comes into the back row for Luke Garner, which is the only change to the starting thirteen. Austin Diaz is the new man on the bench. How do yeah. you see this game playing?
1: Oh well, you wouldn't change, would you? Mm. Like um, West Tigers again. We, we spoke about them earlier. They they were they were great on the weekend. Um, played just really good footy, really good footy. And I'll tell you who I was super in press with um, was Dane Laurie. Mm. He was so good, so good. Yeah, he was so explosive. Really, dangerous. every time he touched the football, mm. you just thought oh, something's going to happen here, yep. and, and he made it happen. Like he just that uh, great support play mm. on the last you know try that they scored um, to set it set up a try down that right hand side. Um, he's such a good player, mm. such a good player. Just with, um,
0: just with Dane Laurie, quickly like when I, when he come onto the scene last year, I was really impressed, and then this year I was a bit concerned. Like, does he have what it takes to take that next step into that top tier fullback? The game on the weekend for me was probably the closest I've been to saying, you know what? I think he does have what it takes to become that, you know, next tier of fullback that Mm. can win a comp kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Now I'm not saying that they will win a comp. What I'm saying is, is that to win a comp, you need a level of player across the board, especially in key positions. And I think Dane Laurie may be able to progress into that. After seeing what he did on the weekend, he was amazing. And he Mm. had everything.
1: He had ball running, ball playing, ball support. Yep. Defense was great. Um Yeah. But I think yeah, I think the Broncos too good. Like this is they're they're a footy side at the moment that are high on confidence, mm. high on confidence. Yeah, and yeah, they did a really good job through um, the origin period where they were missing several players. Um, they were missing Payne Haas there for a couple through injury, and they just they they went out and got the job done. Mm. They got all those players back last week, and as I said, they they looked they looked a level above Parramatta. Mm. Mm-hmm. They really did. They outplayed them in every facet of the game. And uh, you know, Selwyn Cobos yet to return. Billy Walters comes back. I think that's a, that's. Although Jake Turpin was really good last week. Yeah, he was he good last night. Week he sure. broke his finger though, mm. so um, he he's out of the footy side. But um, yeah, back at home uh, playing West Tigers. If they if they turn up with the right attitude, which they have, I've been super impressed with them all year with the way they approached the game mentally. Mm. They've attacked footy games. They haven't gone out and just gone. Oh, let's see how the opposition are going to play today and then'll we'll, will play accordingly. They've just gone out and attacked the game um, and played with you know such great energy and enthusiasm. If they do that they they get the win this week I believe.
0: Yeah, I think so too if they stick to if they don't take Tigers lightly, I think they get the win but the Tigers have proven they can take it to the top tier teams. They proved it last yep. week. so there's no reason why they can't do it to the, the Broncos because Cowboys are higher on the ladder. so yep um, gonna be a cracking match now got some text here. Gents, if by some miracle, Para beat the Panthers again, psychologically, if they ever meet in the semi-finals or uh, in the semi-final, how much does that affect the Penny Panthers, Para George?
1: Uh, look, I, I, don't know. I don't know really if that would affect them too much. It, it'd be in, in the back of their mind. Mm. There's no doubt about that. And they'd also think back to, was it just last year, where they only just went past Parramatta by two points? Yeah. And many would say that you know, Parramatta were, they were dudded. Mm. Um, by a call late in the game where Luai held back, I think, Dylan Brown on a kick chase, and that should have been a penalty. Yep. But and then the trainer
0: game. also, like, stopped the game yeah. when they were on the momentum. Yeah, on the try line. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, you know, many, many people believe that, you know, Parramatta could have beat them in that semi final too, played at Mackay. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, look, I think if they were able to come up with a victory, an unlikely victory this week against Penrith, mm. no doubt that would be in the back back of, the you know, the Panthers' mind. Come to semi-final time. If they met again. Yeah.
0: I got another text here. Uh, Hey, guys. uh, Devontae here. Question for Beacon Smithy. Who was a player who had the most chat while playing against? In brackets, didn't shut up. Um, I got one. Yeah, you go. Wendell Saylor. And there's only these two, really. Wendell Saylor absolutely sprayed me. On his, I played him on his game back into rugby league. First game back. Yeah. I couldn't believe that I was standing across from like a Broncos legend in Wendell yep. Saylor. I also couldn't believe how big he was. I was like, how is he so big and fast? He did not stop spraying me. All he kept saying was, you're not playing soccer now. Go on the outside. I dare you to go on the outside. I dare you to go on the outside. So a lot of chat. And also another guy that chat a lot was Rod Jensen from the Cowboys. Oh, really? A lot of chitty chat from Rod Jensen from the Cowboys. Rod. Rocket Rod. Um, now, got uh, your, your person? Uh, I've got no one. Got no one? No. Um, you didn't play much footy, so you wouldn't probably. Have <laughs> uh, we're going to head to a break and uh, see you on the other side.
1: Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight
2: of the week. Thanks to schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels.
0: Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. I tell you what, they could hear me yell holy schnitz all across the land, Smithy. Yes. All across the land. When was this, though? This was at the ending (laughs) to the Cowboys and Tigers match. Seriously, I yelled so loud. There was a, there was a noise complaint. The, the cops rang me. He said, mate, are you partying? I said, no, I'm, I'm yelling, holy schnitz. The Cowboys just robbed the Tigers of a victory, a famous victory.
1: Imagine having a schnitty party.
0: Oh, mate, a schnitty party. I tell you what, I wouldn't mind a schnitty party right now. I'm we might starving. be having one at
1: the end of the show, Tom. Oh, are, are we? Surely. Can we get a thumbs up? You,
0: no, no, nothing.
1: Oh, he said no. He said no. <laughs> oh. Righto. Okay. Okay. What do oh, we got I'm there? Gonna, I don't know. I'm just going to be flat for the rest of the show yeah, now. Yeah,
0: same, same. Matter of fact, let's back let's her up. <laughs> protest. <laughs> let's protest. I want to protest, Smitty. You going with me or what? We'll get this seg out. Okay, so We'll, sorry, we'll sorry, think sorry.
1: about it on the right. news break.
0: Okay, sweet. Mm. Who's, so, your, who's your holy schnitz moment?
1: Um, oh, so you're done. That was it? That's yep. it. That okay. was it. <laughs> my My holy schnitz moment, right, and get this, it's pretty ironic. It was happening like within the space of 10 minutes of that game. Mm. It was Collingwood mm. v. Essendon in mm. the AFL and Jamie Elliott. Jamie Elliott kicked a goal after the siren, much like uh, Foul Holmes did for the Cowboys to win it for Collingwood. Holy. Now, this is like like this is a proper rivalry, yeah, okay. in AFL okay. circles, like the Pies v. The Dons. Would it be like Roosters massive. versus
0: Rabidos? That kind of rivalry, uh, yes, okay. Like
1: they just they dislike each other, mm. and I'm t- like MCG, there was I think there was like 80,000 there plus. Wow. You know what I mean? So, uh, and he's kicked it from outside 50 in the pocket. Mm. So close to the boundary, like really tight angle. Yeah. And nailed it. Wow. That was my holy. And like, you were like, holy shit. And I'm it's... thinking, mate, if I could, if you could, like seriously, uh, you've been to the G. We went to the G at the start of the year. Went to the G at the Opening start of the round. Year. One the, of, was great. It was great. A great night. It was the season opener. Um so imagine being on that on that field, right? Oh. Siren's gone. You've got a kick from outside 50 and you nail it in front of 85,000. 85,000. How good. In a rivalry match. How good. Literally doesn't get better. So good. So wait on to Jamie Elliott and the pies. Great win. Um, commiserations to all the Dons fans out there.
0: Yeah. Bombers. Sorry about that. Mm. Uh, they were our holy schnitz sporting moments. Thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels. Made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round 20 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Yeah, we, sh-
1: we decided to stick around.
0: Well, yeah, we <laughs> look, I, he, was, he wasn't willing to protest with me, people. He wasn't willing to protest with me. Um, and if, honestly, if I walked out, I probably would never be allowed back in the building. So <laughs> um, Now we've got some uh, news that have just broken. Breaking news. Luke Brooks has reportedly Mm-mm. injured his calf and may be out for four to six
1: weeks. Well, he's... Well, he's- Tim Sheens has been quoted by saying he's definitely out this week, won't be traveling with the side, but potentially could miss the remainder of the season.
0: Wow. It's a huge out for the Tigers trying to stay off the bottom of the table. I will say, though, I will say there is a silver lining. It gives the Tigers an opportunity to work with Hastings and Dewey in six and seven. Okay. Um, Which you've
1: been talking about now for some time. For
0: quite a while, for quite a while. Do you think – what's crazy is – do you think Brooks will be at the club next
1: year? Like, I mean, it, it probably will be. Oh, uh, well, well li- like when you listen to him talk, like when he come out and did, the, you know, that presser and like about, he like, keen. he's just not, you know, like I'm going to do what's right for me. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he was keen to stick around. Yeah. I don't know. Like, does his mindset change now with the whole Benji Marshall thing? Like saying, <sighs> like, oh, I'll I will transition into a coach. Like, it's Mate. he's doing a two-year sort of apprenticeship as an assistant. Uh, even I think three-year even. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe... Maybe he thinks, "Oh, look, I might stick around." And surely, be by too Benji, much,
0: surely too much has happened. Yeah, possibly. I'm, I'm just tossing out yeah, yeah, scenarios so for sure, here.
1: For sure. Um, but yeah, that's big news out of Tigerland. Big news, but Brooks out.
0: Silver lining, you know. Let's assume. Let's just say Brooks isn't there next year. They can start developing that half combination mm-hmm. uh, with Dane Laurie at the back there as well. So silver lining, but yeah, hopefully Brooks, you can get back before the end of the year because uh, Tigers obviously. I don't think they've ever won a spoon in their history. Not not know. not the joint venture. Mm uh now uh we're going to talk about the new e-knights versus canterbury bankstown Bulldogs sunday 2 p.m at mcdonald jones stadium caitlin mm-hmm. ponger out with concussion um i know you've spoken about it early in the week smithy yep. uh i i agree with you i think you'd be absolutely crazy to play him again this year matter of fact yeah if he was going to get picked in the world cup squad i think he should just go rest the season off you've got mm-hmm. a whole career ahead of you mate what's yep. the reason
1: yeah that that's right and i i know i'm Completely understand uh, players wanting to get back out there and, and represent their clubs, and I know KP he's very passionate about the the Newcastle Knights, mm. wants to get out there and play as much footy as he can. It means a lot to him, um, but you have got to understand now with with the way you know the the game operates around concussions and mm. head injuries. So like you just need to look at Boy Cordner and and Jake Friend mm-hmm. and what happened to them. Like their their careers were cut short because of multiple concussions. Mm. Now, now, Kalen Ponga, he's had three in the space of six weeks, Kempi, mm-hmm.
0: and he failed the HIA's too. Yeah,
1: like three in the space of six weeks. It's not good. Mm. It's not a good thing. And now he's starting now to get into that area of copying. Um, you know, blows to the head that aren't. You, you wouldn't. You know, I'm not. I can't, you can't say not significant because any any knock to the head is significant, but they're becoming less and less impact mm. and he's being affected by it. Yep. Now now I believe like just just from a, a former footballer and, and watching plenty of, you know, like tackles and, and head knocks and whatnot, you could say that about Boyd Cordner. Mm. Now you look at his last concussion in State of Origin, mm. like he went in to attempt a tackle on Fleece Cafusi and it was like a gla- it was like just a glancing blow of Fleece Cafusi's arm. Mm. And he fell to the ground. Yeah, and and that did a lot of damage to him. Mm. So he stumbled around everywhere. He got taken from the field, and we didn't see him again. Yeah. So my 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 opinion on KP and like, yeah, you know, if if you're a Newcastle coach or if you're Adam O'Brien or, or whoever you are making decisions at Newcastle, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. But when you when you have such a, a huge investment in Kalen Ponga mm. over a long period of time and a lot of money,
0: mm.
1: I think you take you take the less risky option of saying, listen, our season's gone. Like I, I don't think they can play finals now. Mm, like It's just sure. mathematically impossible, I think. Mm. Um, they had to win last week and every other game for the rest of the season to be a part of finals. Yeah. So they lost last week against the Roosters. I just think you say, mate, for your own welfare first and foremost, mm. but if you want to continue your career, I think it's best that you just sit out. Because if he's to come back, right? If he's to come back, let's say he has a week, two weeks off. Yeah. Okay? Comes back and suffers another concussion in the remaining four games. That's that's four concussions in the space of eight weeks. That's when he gets in the territory of mm. a medical expert saying to him, mate, I think you need to give it away. Yeah. Oh. I don't think you should play rugby league anymore. Which is crazy, crazy. I mean, he so, just, yeah. So why take that risk? Mm. If you know that... Your team's no chance of playing, and I, and I, again, mate, I, I go back to saying I under I completely understand rugby league players wanting to be out there playing and helping mm. their football side. Yeah, but it but if it's at the cost of what another eight years, possibly. Yeah, like, how, like KP's only what twenty four. Twenty four, yeah, 24, 25, something like that. Like he mm. could play for a potentially he could p- potentially another ten years.
0: Yeah, I mean with science, it could be fifteen years with science. You know, technology. like so,
1: like. You, you just, I don't know, like it's, 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 it's very risky in my eyes. It's very risky. And with the position that he's clubs in at the moment, I, I just think just have a rest for the rest of the year. Yeah. Come no. back, come back fit and healthy next year.
0: Mate, absolutely agree. I also think that, you know, it couldn't hurt for KP to give Boyd Corner a call and say, mate, you know, what were you feeling with it? What are your thoughts? Because I spoke to Boyd about it on uh, my podcast and he said, you know, the tough thing was he, he, he felt like maybe I was a little bit in denial. For example, like, the last few hits that weren't as, you know, yep. hard. Yes. When he was in it, he was like, nah, like I don't think that at all. Like yeah. I don't think but he says maybe looking back back looking now, back it, yep. I think, oh, maybe they were a bit not as hard as yeah. you know. And and again, that doesn't question anyone's toughness. That is normal. If you get enough head knocks, you can be the toughest bloke in the history of the world. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So yeah, I, I just think for the safety of KP, he hasn't come in close to the heights of his career that he's going to reach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, have the rest of the year off. And, yeah, have the rest of the year off. Um, now, this game, though, without Kalen Ponga, the Knights versus the Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, I actually see the doggies winning. I'm yeah. loving the way the doggies are playing. I love yeah. their style of footy. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mate, I'm with you. Mm. I'm actually with you. Yeah. I, I think they, they're, they're, they're a much improved footy side over the last month. Um, Corey Waddell is out of the side of course um, yet to be confirmed who will um, take his place but
0: what are your thoughts on that the five week suspension for that the you know uh, alleged- well,
1: well, well the, the match review committees and, and j- judiciary in general they've had a pretty dim view over yeah like That's ha- hands around eyes mm. they just don't like it yeah and I don't I don't know how many people have gone to the judiciary and been successful Mm. like getting off or downgrading like even downgrading I think they just think mate like why's your hand there shouldn't have been there yeah not a great look we're
0: not gonna very silly very silly to like yeah it's like is it worth trying to get him on his back like I can understand where Corey's coming from where he's just like let's say you know we could look into Corey's head and know exactly what he's thinking and we found out that he truly was just trying to get him on his back. Mm. You know, I can understand where he would be like. I just put my hands in the wrong position. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'd be like, okay, maybe you could go three to four weeks. But the message that sends then is like, people that do want to be a bit dirty, yeah, can be like, you know what? I'll just say that I didn't mean it, or, or whatever. Yeah, you know? I didn't know where my, yeah, didn't know where my hands were, mm. or you know. So mm. it's a tough one. It's a tough. One. Yeah. Five weeks is a long time. It's cool.
1: a long, yeah, it's a it's a long one. But as I said, they've they've, I think. Um, History shows they've had a pretty dim view over sort of hands being in that region. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'll, mate, I'm with you. I, I think Canterbury get this done. Newcastle are just, I don't know. I don't know what's happened up there. They're just just—they're not playing any style of good footy at all.
0: I mean, I, I look at them and then I look at the Broncos because I, I honestly think on paper, like I know Broncos now look incredible, but I honestly think on paper they're quite similar standard. Um, mm-hmm. Like their sides. Yep. And I just look at the energy that the Broncos play with, and then I watch a Knights game, and they just don't have that same energy, the line speed, the mm. aggressive, you know,
1: yeah. defense. And that's where I think they're just – Well, they uh, do in spits and spurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just not a not on a consistent level like the Broncos have, mate. Yeah. And, and you yeah, know, one of their great – well, their greatest player ever, Andrew Johns, has come out and – like he's, he's even said, like they've had a bludger of a year.
0: Mm. It's been poor. Unfortunately, mm. sucks because like footy is so good when you and Knights are going well. Yeah, um,
1: and, and particularly when they're playing up the, at home. Like I don't know, like if you remember playing Newcastle at Newcastle, it's it, like awesome. the fans are so passionate yeah. about the footy. One of your fa- my favourite grounds to play at. Yeah. when I played there. They love they love league. They love their footy side. They just want their footy side to be doing well. Mm. They haven't done some so well this year, um, and they've got an awful record at home this year. Kempy the Knights. Uh, so, like, I think they may they may have won one or two matches mm-hmm. um, at home. So you know, like for Newey boys, come on boys, like fire up. Mm-hmm. They're playing at home. Yep. Um. Sunday, two o'clock against against the doggies. Get a win for your fans, boys. If if anything, anything else, get a win for your fans.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Now to the St George Illawarra Dragons versus Cowboys Sunday four pm. Uh, St George Illawarra Dragons uh, fullback Cody Ramsey out with a knee injury, so Moses M.Y. Mm. starts at the back. Yeah. Jackie Bird moves to the centers. Tarek Sims comes into starting at lock and Aaron Woods joins the bench. And then the Cowboys, Toddie Payton is stuck with the same 17 that allegedly beat the Tigers. Uh, <laughs> Reuben Cotter has been named in the
1: reserves and could be named allegedly. later. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if that goes to court and that gets overturned. I, it won't happen. I don't think it'll no, happen. The precedent and all the same will be crazy. Oh. Uh, hey, Reuben Cotter. He's back. Well, he may play possibly. Oh, he's named on extended yeah, bench. Yeah, extended
0: bench. Okay. Oh, look, I I think if he's ready to play this week, give him another week. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Hammy, right. yeah, it's so like what's sitting the point? second. What's the point? Seriously, you're yep. ahead. You're probably gonna. You're definitely gonna finish in the top four.
1: Yeah, you'd rather be one week longer. Yep. Than just, cherry yep. ripe.
0: Absolutely, and that's where I find it. Like, if you're naming him in the extended squad, mm-hmm. then he's not ready. Do you know
1: yes. what I mean? Yes. He should be named. If he's good to go, mate, you're 13. Absolutely. Straight in. Or so. 10. Like he's, he's worn 10 this year. Yes. crazy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think they would have got a little lesson last week of, of uh, mental preparation, particularly for these teams that are not in the top eight or fighting for top eight or sort of season gone. Um, yeah, I, I think Cowboys here. Cowboys? I think, I think Cowboys.
0: Yep. I think that. Yep. I, I, what are you? Are you I'm, sensing I an don't upset? Know. I'm sensing maybe Stop an upset. It. Are you really? Yes, I think I am. I, I just I thought the Cowboys. You know, the last four weeks
1: they've conceded 26 points on yeah, average. No, they have, and and, and 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 they weren't great last week. Like, they let's be great honest. At all. like they had they had they they showed no respect for the football. Mm-hmm. Like they were dropping it in the play of the balls. They were they were simple things that we've seen them do so well throughout the year, mm. which is why I think they were. They went in a little bit too confident last yep. week. Personal, personal point of view, mm. pr- may not be right. Yeah. But just watching them play, just like, yeah, I can smell a little bit of just overconfidence here. Yeah. Just thinking, ah, oh, mate, we'll be right. We're at home, big crowd. Mm. We're running second. How good is this? Yep. These blokes are last. Like, they're not going to put up a fight. Hang yep. on a minute. Hang on a minute. Like, give them the ball. They're yep. scoring points. What's happening? Holy schnitz. Your holy schnitz moment yep. right at the end. <laughs> they jagged a win. Like, Somehow. They jagged. They got lucky. So lucky. They got lucky. They did. But I th- I think that's just a little nice little reminder for them, Kempi. Yeah. And sometimes teams, mm-hmm. when they, you know, like everyone has aspirations of going out at the start of the year, hey, let's go win a premiership, right? Mm. But like in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking, wow, like we've 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 done better than what we actually thought we we're yeah. gonna do. Like we're sitting second yeah. behind Penrith. Second. And, and they're a fair way back, but yeah. we are second. We're above some pretty good footy sides, absolutely. Um, and maybe they're just thinking, "Oh, you know, we're happy. We're happy at the moment. We're comfortable." Mm. And then when you get in that frame of mind, mate, yeah, it's just nothing ever good happens. <laughs> Literally nothing. So I think that's just a little reminder to say, "Hey, boys, yeah, let's let's refocus, let's reset, and get our attitude right again."
0: Who would have thought the eels, roosters, and rabbitoes? And Storm would not be in the top four at this period of time.
1: Oh, man, but they changing over the guard, rugby mate.
0: Rugby league. Hey? Rugby league, the greatest game of all. The greatest game of all. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to answer your texts. So give us a call, one 1170 or give us a text, 0457-736-736. See after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to text in 0457-736-736. We've got plenty of texts here. Plenty of te- texts here, uh, Smithy. Um if the storm lose five in a row, will we see the goat Cameron Smith
1: put the boots back on? <laughs> the important stuff, Big gum boots. <laughs> <laughs> no, that won't happen. No, way too old. Too yeah, too
0: old. They'll be right. Hi, Cameron and Denon. My favourite show, Neighbours, will be ending tonight. No oh. more Suzanne and Dr. Carl Kennedy. What has this world come to? Paul Robinson reminds me of Cameron Smith in terms of stats.
1: Oh, what does that mean?
0: I don't know. Paul Robinson must be one of the the leading
1: yeah i know who paul robinson is well he i must... know these characters i used to watch neighbours all the time
0: well, he might be around and like uh like a legend in that that sphere
1: some of the um some of like the all-time great neighbours like actors have come back for, really like, like the final week or the f- final show mm. yeah like it's like been enormous yeah my mum's going to miss that too Mate. I remember sitting there watching that with my mum when i was little neighbours neighbours yeah I never really got into it. Really? Yeah, just, uh, yeah I'm I mean, a little bit older than you, though. Like Neighbours was like huge. Like, yeah. mate, it was like the biggest show uh, on TV. It was big, but we so
0: we, we lived like out in Mudgee, and so we didn't get much uh, TV reception. Oh, at first we only what? Yeah, we only got channel. When were you born? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> so next door
0: neighbor's trees were so big <laughs> that we got no reception, and so we only got Channel t- ABC initially. Yeah, and then eventually we got Channel Ten. That's it for for most of my childhood. What? And then we got Foxtel eventually when they could get it out to us. Holy! And so I I just I spent most of the my time on a computer as a young kid gaming. I was either gaming on a computer mm. or I was training sport. That's no, it. No one like so good with athletics. Because <laughs> that's all I could do out no there. No telly. Just um, run around the paddock. Mate. My, yeah, my dad even erected like a uh, soccer goals in our backyard with some nets and everything. There it's great. Uh, sharks don't need fanukin, He can leave ASP. <laughs> what? Sharks don't need Finucane. He can leave ASP. Sharky now. Hey, brah. Um, Sh-
1: come on, Sharky.
0: Sharky. You know all those hectic standards that Sharkies have now? That has a lot to do with a guy like Dale yeah. Um That's crazy talk, bro. Crazy talk. Um, Morning, boys. I had noticed that the hits that are causing KP's concussion are getting more innocuous as well. Mm. I'm not sure if it's a case of KP getting into bad positions, but I'm tipping he will eventually, maybe even not too far down the track, be forced to retire. He seems to be following the same path as corner and friend. Mark
1: from Port Kembler. Wow. Hey, I've got one here at Dennis the dog, right? He texts in. He says, dear goat of beaks, interested to know which football team in brackets soccer Yeah. You you grew up supporting? Mm. I supported uh
0: Man United as a youngster. Yes. My brother supported Liverpool. The first book I ever read was about David Beckham. Um and I was always devastated because I couldn't afford to buy David Beckham's boots. I'd only, i only I only oh, we, the predators? The predators. Yeah. We couldn't afford to predators. buy them. Whereas all the other boys had the predators. White ones? Um yeah, but a bunch of different ones. All yep. the, a bunch of different ones. But we couldn't afford it. I only had hand-me-down boots. So um,
1: How many predators do you reckon Adidas sold oh, when Bex was like mate, bending it like Beckham?
0: Honestly, like
1: thousands,
0: hundreds of millions of dollars worth, hundreds of millions, I reckon. Surely. Um, Surely, but yeah, his
1: endorsement deal would have been huge.
0: Oh mate, so yeah, David Beckham's biography was the first bo- uh, thing book I ever read. I'm pretty sure, like yep. outside of uh, schoolwork. Yep, uh, we're going to head to a break. After the
1: break, we're going to wrap the show. Yes. What do we got this week? We got tonight seagulls, roosters. Uh yes, I am. I'm going to take the Roosters. I think, yeah, too strong. A couple of big names back, too. Mm,
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Roosters tonight. Warriors, Storm.
1: Storm to bounce back. Hopefully. Come on, boys. I reckon... Always a big game, ooh, though. It's Always a, a huge game. game but um, I think Melbourne to uh jagger win. I tell you what, there's a bit of value in Warriors four bucks. Go on then. they
0: get up. No, no, I'm not getting on it. I'm oh. not getting on it. I'm just saying
1: there's a bit of value. Right. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm going Storm. Eels, Panthers. Uh, I, I think... Oh, geez, You tossed up an upset here. I, I think Penrith.
0: No. no, I'm going Panthers. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. Penrith. I'm
1: going Penrith win. Titans, Raiders, though. I tossed an uh, a upset up. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, sorry. Um. Yeah, you know what? I'm coming with you. Yes, Gold let's Coast go. Titans. Come let's on, ride boys. Let's write it together. Come, Come on, on, Goldie boys. Sharkies, rabbit eyes. Uh, I'm going to say sharks. Yeah,
0: me too. Sharkies. Broncos, Tigers.
1: Broncos solidify top four.
0: Let's go. Uh, knights, doggies. Uh, I'm going to say ooh, doggies. Yeah, I'm going doggies.
1: Dragons, Cowboys. Uh, North Queensland bounce back. Much improved performance this week. I'm
0: going dragons. Upset. Oh, I'm going dragons.
1: Whoa. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Really
0: appreciate it. Make sure to download us on Apple and Spotify or download the SEN app. We'll see you next week. See you next week.